Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? Just a wonderful, wonderful live podcast uh, from Toronto from a while back, uh, but we were just backlogged a little bit, and I'm happy to finally release this. It was, it was such a funny, funny time. Um, also, this is a unique episode in that it is also a one-on-one episode. We covered some kind of strange terrain with Brody, uh, Stephen Brody Stevens, and I wanted to invite him in for a one-on-one follow-up to some of the, you'll see, uh, stranger things that we talked about, kind of a little bit uncomfortable things, and I didn't want to leave that um, undiscussed, but the live format was not uh, the right venue for that. So he just left, and we had a wonderful talk, so it's almost like a full bonus episode. I think it's like 45 minutes or so. If you want to just jump to the part where we talk about it, it's probably 10-15 minutes in we start talking about the thing that happened on the live podcast, or rather the thing we discussed on the live podcast. So uh, check that out. So this is a live and in-studio special double episode, and I sincerely hope you enjoy it. Um, It it was very fun for me to do both parts, even though uh, the topic was a little bit strange. We had a good time talking about it, and I hope you enjoy. No ad, uh, we do have some tour dates on PeteHolmes.com, and I am doing my uh, live show with Rob Bell on the 10th, that's Saturday, January 10th, in L.A., uh, at the Regent Theater. It's called Together at Last. Pete Holmes, Rob Bell, together at last. It's going to be he and I on stage. It's going to be funny. We're going to like talk about some of the deeper things that we like to talk about, but in a funny and entertaining and engaging way. It's already uh, getting very close to sold out, so I think a lot of weirdos are coming out. I think if you like the Forbes series, if you like the Rob Bell episode, if you like uh, the kind of like the God portion of the show or, or maybe the deeper talks we have on the show, this is going to be a fun one to come out to. It's called Together at Last. Live at the Regent Theater, January 10th in Los Angeles. Uh, we probably will be doing more of those shows, so if you live in Minnesota, uh, don't despair. We'll, we'll probably be coming out your way. I'm just not sure when. But this is the first one, and I hope you guys can uh, make it out. In the meantime, enjoy. We got uh, youmadeaweird.com for t-shirts, stickers, and stuff. There's also teespring.com slash homeboy, H-O-L-M-B-O-Y, if you want the PD is my homeboy t-shirt. Or uh, teespring.com slash Pianu, P-E-A-N-U, or it might be Keys, K-E-E-Y-E-S, if you want the Pianu Keys t-shirt. Those uh, those are also available to you. So let's get into it. What we're going to do is first the live episode, live from Toronto, and then I'm going to come back and I will play for you uh, the Brody Stevens extension. So uh, here's the first part. Get into it. Thank you. Thank you, Bingo. I'll sing Kelly Clarkson. I don't give a shit. Hi, everyone. Nice to see you. How's it going? We should say for the recording that we're in Toronto. Toronto! Uh, can anyone... Legit question, not a bit. Why so many Japanese tourists in Toronto? <laughs> I, I haven't gotten one answer that I'm even remotely satisfied with. When I was going through customs, it was me and everybody was in like a big group of Japanese uh, women, mostly women. Anyone? What is it? They come from the, for the fall colors? It's a little bit what? It's soon? Oh, you're saying it's too soon. 
Too soon? <laughs> I one time drew a New Yorker cartoon. They didn't buy it, which was a guy is dead, and he's been shot with an arrow in the back of his head. And a guy's going, talk about an arrowhead. Too soon? <laughs> I tried to reverse engineer a New Yorker cartoon that would have the caption too soon. It's impossible. It is, that is so labored and heavy-handed. Okay, there's a guy who's shot with an arrow. It doesn't work. Um, thank you for being here. Who is here for the stand-up show already? Oh, thank you. Uh, well, thanks for coming back. And who's, who's just joining us? That's awesome. Here's some of my stand-up. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Are there any questions? I always like taking questions at the beginning. Don't feel bad if you don't. We'll just start. Yes, ma'am. How do I feel about the energy in the theater? If there's a fucking ghost behind me right now, that is not the way to alert me to it. Does it feel cold behind you? To your left. Your other left. Why? Did something happen? Oh, really? Wait, so the lure of this place is that people fall asleep because it's kind of like a, it's like a sleepy place? What's that? Oh, it's like a, like, yeah, plays can be, I don't want to be too divisive, but they can be boring. <laughs> I don't want to go out on a limb and really upset people. No, I was, I was really worried that it was uh, haunted. I do a lot of colleges, and the college is always haunted. And there, somebody, it's always someone falls in a well or an elevator shaft. Someone fell. I actually did a college once where they told me that the campus was haunted. This is true. The ghost only showed itself to commuters. I mean, why would I make that up? That would be absurd for me to manufacture that. That there's a ghost, like a translucent man covered in chains, like, ooh. You show him your campus, like, I, I, live, I live on campus. Your ID? I live here. He's like, oh, sorry. This place, no, though. So, to answer your question, I, I like it. It's a good vibe. There's a lot of different factors. I could talk about it for a long time. I like that I can see you. I'm just raised enough. Sometimes you're too high. It's like, what am I, Mussolini? You know what I mean? Like, it's a bad thing, but it, I, I feel good and close, so thank you. What was your name? Erica. Still is. Still is Erica. Anybody else? Hey. <laughs> that was so scary, I don't know why. Yes. <laughs> now you're an arrowhead. Yes. I walked to a place called Fresh because someone, someone tweeted it. Was it you? Thank you. I went to Fresh. And what was your name, Fresh person? Alex. Thank you for that. I really went. It was really good. And tomorrow I'm going to go to a place called Rawlicious, I think. Have you been there? I'm going to get that shit. It was good. I got two juices and they looked at me weird. But thank you for that. Anybody else? No? There's, more, there's a lot. We'll do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can do Kumail because he bailed on the festival. So why don't we just do Kumail? Trying to think of one of his bits. I don't really know any of his bits. I can do... So I have a cat. (laughs) So I have this little precious cat and his name is Bagel. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, my muscles are so big. I pick it up, and I look at her little face, and I'm like, Emily, 
oh my god, I came blind! That part always loses people, but that's how we talk. We talk to them. I've told you the story. I've told you guys, I talk to you like you're one friend. I told you the story about the time I know, the time I answered the phone and I thought it was Kumail. So when I answer the phone and it's Kumail, I go, oh my God, I'm coming blood. That's true. We've been friends for over a decade, so you run out of like normal things that make you laugh. You know, the first couple of years it would have been like acceptable bits, but then at a certain point you're just like, I'm coming blood. So I said, oh my God, Emily, I'm coming blood. And the person goes, what? And I go, I'm coming blood. Because I just thought it was Emily. And I would still say that to Emily, which is weird. And then the person goes, Pete, this is your agent. It was my commercial agent. So the caller ID, I looked at the caller ID, said NYC Innovative. That was the company. And I thought that said Kumail. That's how half awake I was. So I'm just like, oh my God. And they're like, it's your agent. I'm like, sorry, there's something wrong with my phone. Like I hit star four and I do a vaguely racist impression and talk about coming fluids, you shouldn't come. We've all had that happen. There was one over here? Yes. Have I gotten to bond with, the, uh, with Daddy Goss? She asked if I bonded with uh, Ryan Gosling. Nope. Zero activity. I did watch Crazy Stupid Love today, though. <laughs> today. The scenes where he's showing Steve Carell how to be cool, I'm like, go on. <laughs> what shoes should I get, Gossy Goss? Uh, he's an elusive man. I, I couldn't, we tried to get him on the TV show. That did not work. I know. That would have saved us. Uh, there was one up there. Oh, I'm sorry. There was a man's voice in the balcony. Yes. Hi. Was that a Native American voice? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Those are offensive, but I love them. Uh, you know, it's harder to tell these days. I can, I can look up the last thing I go. We used to play this on the show more, but then they made it fucked up. I, I'll see if I can. See, it's not showing me my history. Does anyone know how to do that? I don't know what I Googled. I feel bad. If I type in something? No. No. It's just suggesting things. Oh, wait. Here we go. Portland Uber. They don't have fucking rideshare in a town that looks like they invented rideshare. There's no lift in Portland, Oregon. I saw men with pink mustaches, but no cars. <laughs> it's a really good bit. So what happens if I type in K? No. Kenny Barris, you made it weird. Kroger? Learn from history R? That was for a tweet. It was uh, those who don't watch... No. If we don't watch the History Channel, they're doomed to show repeats. (laughs) So I had to Google it to make sure I was making the right one. I did not Google Dick Sporting Goods. Oh, I googled David Hasselhoff Baywatch theme because I was on Mulaney and I was playing a priest and he was like quoting funny lyrics and I was just trying to make John laugh. 
So I was supposed to say, to quote Lady Gaga, just dance, let the record play, right, like that. And then to make them laugh, I went, to quote the song from Baywatch, some people stay in the darkness, (laughs) afraid to step into the light. But don't you worry, it's going to be okay. (laughs) Look out for that. We'll take a couple, uh, we can one more, yep. Do I still hate Wolverine? Uh, never hated Wolverine. I just think he's useless. <laughs> it's not a popular opinion. He's not helpful. He's not helpful. <laughs> I know he's the coolest. I watch the movies. I like the movies, but come on. You fight a fucking flying magnet man, and you got a guy that's useful in a bar fight. You can smell shit. <laughs> how, is, how is that going to help anything? A fucking meteorite is coming to the Earth. You can send Rogue or Storm, Colossus, Cyclops, any of them. Wolverine's just going to be like, it's closer. <laughs> you fucked. Get him a paps and keep him, out of the ke- keep him out of the team. I don't like ensemble crime fighting anyway. I don't like it. Anytime a group is like, activate. I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> One guy, Batman, nuts and rich. That's what I want. No powers. No powers. You guys want to start the show? Thank you for being here. We have uh, a lot of my favorite people and my favorite friends. And uh, this first guy, uh, perfect way to start the show. He was a writer on, uh, on, on the Pete Holmes show. He's been on You Made It Weird before. And he's one of my absolute favorite comedians ever. Joe DeRosa, everybody. Joe DeRosa! The goddamn man's name, Roses. They call him Holmes. That's What's what up? we say. Yes, yes. Do you remember the first time you said that? Roses? Well, no. The first time you said the goddamn man's name is Roses. No. Neither do I. But uh, <laughs> I do remember fun. that I used to... I want to open up to the audience here. Yes. <laughs> I, do, I do remember having fantasies, friendship fantasies. I don't know if anybody has friendship fantasies. Where you want something, you want to help your friend. Right. So you can, like, just really bond the friendship. Right. You put it in the kiln. Right. And the fantasy was that somebody, some bully, some fucking jerk bully comedian is like, Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Good set, Joe. Ah, fuck yourself, Joe. Joe, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm a headliner and you're a fucking MC, Joe. Okay. And then I come in and I smack him and I go, the goddamn man's name Roses. <laughs> would you, you know who I... Would, fuck you? Yes. If you did that? Would you fuck me? If you did that. <laughs> I mean, that's the least I could do. Level 12. Level 12 of our... Pete and I have friendship levels, uh... Level, I don't even remember, but uh, the, there's We've many levels. We've watched ourselves slowly climb the friendship levels, and we know that. Friendship finding is a lot like dating. Yes, and yes. And you have to see if you're going to stick around with this person. I'm actually currently trying to end it with somebody, <laughs> and they won't, this is real, they won't fucking take the hint. Well, like, because, why don't you say their name, they'll take the fucking hint <laughs> if they hear this podcast. <laughs> So the, fr- the earlier friendship levels, you were like level one. Level, I don't remember what level... Oh, level one is... Because we did this on the show in a monologue, and it was true. Level one is just you're feeling the guy out 
a little bit. You know what I mean? Level but, two, eating them out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very aggressive. Level number two. <laughs> Level number two. <laughs> Uh, I love that we call poop number two. It shows up every day. Every day, someone's like, I'm number one. I'm number two. And I'm like, ha, 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 you'll poop and you'll pee. Do you think, and can is, I, is, poop, oh. is poop ever like, when am I going to get some fucking respect around here? <laughs> I'm the one that commands 10 to 12 minutes. <laughs> pee trickles down your leg because you watched the Saw movie alone. And while we're at it, fuck all the people that say I got to do a number three. It's assumed that you're peeing when you're pooping. I agree. If you're pooping and you don't let a little trickle out, go to the fucking doctor. <laughs> Who is sitting there clenching their urethra and blasting out chunks? You fucking dope. We should do more <laughs> Yeah, you're in trouble. I pushed real hard out of my butthole and nothing in the front came out. You call it the front. The front. Nothing in the front came out. <laughs> How afraid of you are of having a stroke while pushing? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of having a stroke most of the day. So really? pushing doesn't help. Yeah, pushing, pushing could help. happen. I had a friend that had a, uh, had a stroke when he was 20, like 8. From pushing? From pushing. Picture the man. Yeah. You're wrong. That's not what he looks like. No, I didn't even do it One of the most yet. in shape. Yes, you did. <laughs> you went right to an Elvis type. <laughs> <gasps> I want a banana sandwich. <laughs> stroke. <laughs> Little known fact, when you have a stroke, you'll often chirp out, stroke. <laughs> That's why it's called a stroke. That's, That's how they doctor. named it. Yeah. Why is it called a stroke? Because you yell stroke when it happens. Can't help it. Can't help it. Chirping out stroke. Chirping out, stroke. Joe also did new material Seinfeld on the show. I, thank you. Which was thank you, thank you. That was an, a bit that I a life bit. We have life bits. I used to do it to make myself laugh. Joe comes on the show, had a knack for it. Yeah, yeah, had a real knack for we, it. I did it on the radio today. Really? I did one of the. Which bits. one did you do? I know we don't have the puppet, but which one did you do? I did. A... This was something on the show. We had a character called New Material Seinfeld. The premise is that it's Jerry Seinfeld trying out material, and to me, just the setup is funny. <laughs> that is so. It was. There's nothing funnier. I think that we did. But yeah, go on. and and. We tried to write it like Seinfeld bit. Like yeah. We tried to make them sound... So, like, one, the one I did, they were, like, Not do Not bad one. bits, like actual no, yeah, bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did, uh... What's, what's with all these hardwood floors? Do we need the word hard in there? Anybody got softwood floors? Anybody walking around going, I keep falling through my floors, the wood's too damn soft. <laughs> I always like that one. And then That's I was, a good one. Was, but then you... What's missing from that is it oh, needs okay. that... So, I don't know. Was there another part? Well, there's a puppet isn't here. We used to, we had, the puppet makes yeah, a but big the difference. flourish that you were always good was like, you'd find his the sort of thing that he would notice in the wording. Then you'd be like, soft, soft is good, hard is bad. <laughs> You're hard-headed, soft serve. My favorite was uh, was when we did the one about underwear, underwear and overalls. All I remember is the line. It's was because part of it was oh, like right. that he was supposed to spiral into madness. That he was 
getting like too worked up about these things. And I just remember the last line of that was, was oh, that's what it was. You got underclothes, underwear. That goes underneath. Then you got your overcoats, your overalls. What's in the middle? Why isn't there any middle clothes? I want to know what's over the underwear and under the overalls. <laughs> Yeah, that was, one that was never pitched to me. <laughs> no, we added that line at like the last that minute. That is so funny. Yeah. That was, was but no, we did that one on the show. We just, we did that one. You did? I, I think. Yeah, no, we did it. We did, right? We did? What's in the middle? That was like the first one I ever did. I remember overalls. They're not over everything. Your arms are showing. That's oh, that's right. They should be called oversums. Oversums. <laughs> I forgot. What people... <laughs> there was also the one about the pasta. Nate, Nate Fernald wrote I watched it. that one today. This, yeah, the pasta one. Uh, why has that pasta box got that little window in it? I know what I'm buying. All of a sudden, rigatoni's not trustworthy. What's it need? A room with a view? I buy cereal with no window on the box. You trust cereal? You don't trust rigatoni. And then the... Is that funny? That's what he would always say, right? Is that a bit? Is that, is that, is that good? Is that a bit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, de- he delivers it. Per- uh, Seinfeld tweeted about it, which was a big deal. That was crazy. Yeah. I woke, I woke up one morning, and, uh, and I, my Twitter feed, all these people were writing like stuff to... New, there was a new material Seinfeld Twitter account, and then people were writing to that and to Jerry Seinfeld himself. And I was like, I guess people are trying to bring this to Jerry Seinfeld's attention, yeah. which I was very happy about. And then I realized it was because Seinfeld tweeted that he saw it and he liked it and he thought it was funny. Yeah. And, and he said he liked it because it wasn't mean like his character on Louie. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, that was fucking nuts. Yeah. You know? You'd think like, that would have been enough. <laughs> I'm just, like, working my way into we got canceled jokes. I like it. It feels good. It's empowering. We didn't get canceled. They chose to not renew, Pete. That's yeah, how you say it. But everybody says canceled, so I just go with it. Yeah, but you got to say it the Hollywood way. We didn't get renewed. They didn't pick us up. Exactly. Doesn't that sound a lot better? But my dad goes, Peter, you got fucking canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, when, when, when's the show coming back on, Peter? <laughs> Your dad sounds exact, and Conan said this I on know, the show, he sounds but like, he sounds like Peter Griffin. Hey, hey, ah, Stewie. <laughs> I can't And when do I it. try and do it, I can't, if I just do my father. Do you want to do voices? Remember we used to do voices on stage? Yeah, I don't remember. We used to do shitty impressions? Yeah. We, we, did dual, we did Pacino taking Pacino out to dinner on a we date. We did? Yeah. Where are we? We went to uh, the buffet and shared oh, a plate. Oh, I remember that. Ah, <laughs> uh, so... It's good to see you. You look good tonight. Oh, you're doing like a southern Pacino. Yeah. You're doing scent of a woman Pacino. I like it. Ha! <laughs> Listen, uh, <laughs> I'm a little short on cash, so we're going to have to share a plate. You want to share a plate at Golden Buffet? That's right. You and me sharing a plate. <laughs> All right, but I can't get kicked out of here. Here's what we're going to do. When the waitress ain't looking, you take bites off my plate. You want me to take sneaky bites? (laughs) You got it. You got what I was putting down. Sneaky bites. (laughs) It was all just for sneaky bites. 
I want to take some sneaky bites. Ha! We, <laughs> we used to do that, but do you remember the night? There was another night. Pete and I used to host a show together, a live show weekly in Punch New York. Up Your Life. Yeah, called Punch Up Your Life at a bookstore. And uh, there was a night that we were doing a Star Wars act out. Remember yes. when we were doing the Star Wars act out? We've, you've talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, it was on your episode. I can't talk about it enough. Yes. And even if you remember it, so do I. <laughs> and it was the best joke I've ever heard, maybe in my life. <laughs> and no one laughed. No one laughed. It got a zero. It got a zero. I said, we were talking about they should do a remake of Star Wars where no one wears pants. Right. And then I was like, you know, you call the character Obi-Wan No Bottoms. Right? And... It's getting nothing. And that's a cute... I mean, it's a fun time just to hear a man say, Obi-Wan, no bottoms. Right. They're not laughing. And then you, just like Luke in the movie, not even to me, off to the side, you were gazing away from me. You went, I wonder if he means old Ben, no bottoms. (laughs) It got zero. (laughs) No one laughed. It was a free show in a relevant city. No one laughed. It got nothing. And then Pete, you yelled at the audience. You know when Pete yells when he's happy? <laughs> Picture that, but angry. And he's going, <laughs> and he's literally on stage going, you fucks! That's funny! If that doesn't unlock your joy safe, I don't know what will. And he's <laughs> screaming at the audience. <laughs> I'm laughing because I like pe- watching people get screamed at. It makes me laugh. Uh, we I, I walk off stage. Funny. We're laughing on the side of the stage so hard. And then we went to separate uh, corners of the venue. And we were texting <laughs> old Ben Nobottoms to each other and laughing. Yep. And Kamal had to... Kamal was there. He Kumail, was, not Kamal. Kamal. Sorry. Not W. Kamal Bell. No. <laughs> Kumail. Totally biased. <laughs> this shit is totally biased. I love bagels so much. I know I'm biased. <laughs> that riff will work better Dude, two he, months ago. He was at the show. He was working on his set for Fallon. And the Fallon people were there to watch his set. And he had to take like two minutes off the top of his set because he was so fucking annoyed that we were still laughing. Yeah. And he's on stage going, they're still fucking laughing about it over there. <laughs> These fucking idiots still think it's funny. It wasn't funny. It, if it was funny, they would have laughed, Pete. <laughs> Let's do two Kamals at the buffet. Okay. (laughs) This is the best night of my life. (laughs) Oh, my God. I forgot my wallet. It's, it's, baby, it's okay. It's fine. Have you, have you tried the chicken nuggets? They're so good. Oh, my God. (laughs) They're so fucking good. Oh, I have. They're so good. They're so good. Hey, go get a big plate of them. I will. And then, you know what I'm going to (laughs) do? When I I come back with the plate, I'm losing the accent. It's hard. (laughs) It's real hard. When I come back with the plate, I'll I'll put it, and then when the waitress isn't looking, you you take... I'll take a sneaky bite. (laughs) Why is that so funny? Sneaky bites. <laughs> Sneaky bites. Sneaky bites. I love it. Well, I was going to ask you, based on old bottoms, do you, do you know the hardest time you've ever laughed? I love good church laugh stories. The hardest I ever laughed, there are two times. One was at a stand-up comedy show. 
and what once once Will you do your Bill Burr? Oh yeah. It's I'll do it. so good. It oh, is yeah. so good. I'll do it. It's so good. This uh, is I'm gonna sit here. So I can see too. I need uh, I need an occupation from somebody in the audience. Plumber. Okay, plumber, plumbers are going. Plumbers are going. Ready? Here's Bill Burr doing a bit about plumbing. So I'm thinking about becoming a plumber. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It'd be the shit. It'd be the shit all day long with a fucking plunger just fucking plunging that shit. Got a fucking secretary over there. Do you like the plumbing? Did you plumb it? Did you plumb the toilet? Hey, go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's Joe DeRosa. Thank you. <laughs> so good. I was laughing and I, it hurt. Well, Joe, you're going to say the whole show. Yes. Would you bring up uh, the next? I spelled it phonetically. It's D and then that one. Yeah, I got you. You got it. Yes. Bring her out here now with a big round of applause. Deanne Smith, everybody. Deanne Smith. Would you move down one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hello, Deanne. Hi. Lovely to see you. Hi, thanks. You are adorable. Hey, thanks. What is that all about? I don't know. Just hiding a lot of <laughs> trouble. Um, <laughs> but I, I wanted to hug because you hugged Joe, and, and we don't really know each other. No, not really. And I wanted to start off at what I hoped was a good friendship level. Yeah. Hopefully work my way up. Well, a hug is a good way to start it. Okay, good. I, I was surprised because a, a lady of your stature, you're a small woman. Yes. And that can sometimes be like hugging like a bag of bird bones. <laughs> Like, I feel like an well, ogre that was late to the siege. Okay. And we're just like, there's just bird bones. <laughs> Where's the beef? <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, I know exactly... You had a good feel to you. Yeah, well, thank you. And, and I know exactly how you feel, because actually, my girlfriend is smaller than me. Oh. That's how I like them. <laughs> but... <laughs> is there power if I have to. <laughs> But I've been, um, this is, I've been slow dancing with people in my show, during my show, and I've slow danced with some tall men, men mm-hmm. of your stature. I really enjoy it. And I didn't know that I was going to, so... What kind of... Are we going to dance? I mean, we could. We could. Just show me what, what you mean. Just show... I know it's a podcast, but this is why you have to come okay. to the live ones. So they play Phil Collins' groovy kind of love. Joe? We got a groovy kind of love. And we slow dance. And then I just, like, it's like, oh, my head is near the uh, yeah. heart. And it's yeah. just so nice. What yeah. are we doing with this hand? Well, we would be, I'm trying to keep the microphone, but we would be. All right. I don't remember the rest of the words. I'm going to sing a different Phil Collins song. Just sing in the air of the night. Huh? Okay. Yeah. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Hold on. Do you remember <laughs> the garland? Do you oh, remember? Don't tough. worry, worry. How could I ever forget? No, no. This is a, amazing. That felt good. Thank you. Thank you. you we thank managed you to dance. twirl even with the mic cables. It was and hard to twirl with the mic because I went to a Christian college, so we all learned how to swing dance because we couldn't oh. fuck each other. <laughs> So now I have like a, a, like a appealing repertoire of simple moves that make weddings more fun. That is a wonderful skill to have, though. It is. Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, you, okay. 
So you liked it. Did that feel right for you? It felt right to me. It felt really nice. Thank you very much. Yeah. I don't know how to, if I was, truly, if I was dancing with someone, I don't know how to lead and I don't know how to follow. So it's kind of a mess. So you just improvise. Well, I was going to ask if, do you and your lady uh, dance? Well, yeah, she's a she's a contemporary dancer. Oh, she's so she's all crazy. So we freestyle sometimes. I feel <laughs> every freestyle dance I've ever been involved in. I'm so much taller than everybody. Yeah. So I feel like a lighthouse in the ocean of people. <laughs> so if I want to get my shoulders into it, yeah. everyone's like, "Calm down, you fucking giant! <laughs> Calm down." What does freestyle dancing mean? <clears throat> Just having fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Freestyle. You got to remember hips and shoulders. Okay. Don't yeah. just do one. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can just do one. You can just do one. I like that you, you, you started it upstairs and you moved it downstairs. <laughs> Close strong. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a contemporary dancer. Yeah. Is that intimidating? Uh, in what way? I would just, if someone knew how to do anything really, really well, I'd yeah. be like, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the big cheese. I like it. Just kidding, I'm kidding. I like it. You know, I kind of, I fell in love with her world and the type of wacky people that are in it. It's not unlike comedy. But I Is went, that right? I went to a party once, and um, we were there chatting with a friend of hers who's also a dancer, and someone bumped into the friend, and the friend turned around, and she just goes, oh, spatial awareness. And then icily back to the comfort. I was like, this is kind of neat. I don't know. That's like, I just one of their, like, yeah. that's like one of their bits. Yeah. It's like that's their lingo. That's their whole deal. Ugh, right. Spatial awareness. Please. It's like being like, ugh, <laughs> Brian Regan did it. Or something like no. <laughs> being aware of how someone's a hack because they bumped into somebody. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, come it up with your amazing. own moves. I was asking you backstage, I said to you, I was like, because you hadn't uh, heard the podcast, I was like, sometimes we ask weirder questions, and I asked you, like, I don't know, like, how you lost your virginity, (laughs) and you lit up, and then I was like, save it, save it, save it, save it, but I do want to ask you how you lost your virginity. Well, because I hadn't thought about it in a really long time, Um, and let's talk about how I lost my virginity to a man. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. All right, it was in a cemetery. (laughs) It was in a cemetery? It was in a cemetery. <laughs> Double yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you fuck Vincent Price? Because <laughs> that would make anyone be like, I might be into girls. I don't know. <laughs> that was terrifying and bony. <laughs> it was like a big bag of giant bird bones. <laughs> <Crashing> it. <laughs> that was okay. masterful call. So how, many, how much details do we want? Everyone? We want them all. All right. I want the name on the grave that you... (laughs) (laughs) I was going to give the boy's name, which I thought would be fun. Oh, yeah, sure. Are you guys ready for this? You're hardly ready. Crispell Wagner. (laughs) His name was Crispell? Crispell. Crispell. No, but Crispell with like a P, Crispell. But we called him Chris. But his name was Crispell? C-R-I-S-P-E-L-L. I I don't think you want to say his name because that man is a warlock. (laughs) And he's going to crush up bird bones, and we're going to wake up with the sniffles. I don't know why I just said his full name, but he's probably the only one. That's why I wanted to say it. Wouldn't it be great if after you fucked him in the graveyard, (laughs) and you you told your friends, you're like, I just fucked Chris Bell Wagner in the graveyard. They were like, Chris Bell Wagner's been dead for 10 years. generous of you to say that I fucked him or that we fucked. I kind of just laid there like, 
No, I'm pretty much into girls. <laughs> <laughs> did you have an inkling? Did I have an inkling? Inkling that you were into... Obviously, you did. Here's I'm the situation. I already had a girlfriend, and we were having sex, but we had kind of an open idea relationship because we were 18. Sure. And we, you know, we weren't idiots. And then... <laughs> I kind of felt like in order, whatever, in order to like be a real person, this was, this was in the (laughs) nineties. I felt like I had to have sex with a man, just try it out, see what it's all about. Right. So I was hanging out. What's all the hubbub about? Yeah. What's this? (laughs) What's this I hear about deep dick? (laughs) (laughs) I've been, I've been hearing so much about this. Cock. What is that? <laughs> so we so we were just hanging out, and then we were staying at a friend's house. So there was kind of nowhere to go. So we went to the cemetery, I guess, for some privacy. Dramatic. It's just a grave digger, yeah. like, oh god, <laughs> yeah. another lesbian doesn't know her way. <laughs> Lantern on the shovel. I'm gonna snuff this. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> and uh, you know, those was, was kind of he had a, he had a bit of a beard going on, and then so I ended up with, aside from the wonderful memory, um, <laughs> a big like beard burn, scabby patch type thing here. Your beard gave you a beard burn. His beard, <laughs> his beard. Not my oh, beard. I see. No, no, I, I was calling him a beard like he was your fake boyfriend. I see. I'm sorry. Somebody groaned at it, and they were right. <laughs> <laughs> Another comedian might be like, fuck you. But no, you're right. That was bad. So where did it happen and how did it happen? I thought I just gave you a whole bunch of details. Yeah, I got the beard part, but I mean, like, you sat where? Sat. (laughs) (laughs) There's other ways to be. (laughs) I had no idea. I mean, like, where were you in the graveyard? Did I miss a part? No. Yeah, Um, no, I I want to hear about the grave part. Okay. Did you go in one of those? We wandered into a graveyard. Listen, (laughs) I'm from upstate New York. I don't know what what you all did, but graveyards were kind of places where we went as teens. Yeah. And then again as old people. (laughs) And then again. (laughs) I've seen. Do you know what happens in movies after people have sex in a graveyard? No. Zombies come up. Yeah. That, yeah every yeah, yeah. zombie movie starts like that. There's teenagers banging away in a graveyard. Because his... And then zombies... Sorry. His, yeah. his seed... Is that what you were going to say? Oh, no. I was going to say his orgasm happened to be like an ancient chant. <laughs> oh. They shall walk again! I'm going to yell... They shall walk again the next time I come inside somebody. <laughs> just, just to see what she does. You've already sealed the deal. <laughs> they shall walk again! And then you kill a lamb. You know, sex. <laughs> what do you think the person would do? <laughs> if they're worth keeping, laugh hard. <laughs> so you used to go to graveyards... Yeah, I guess. I still just want to know logistically, because it's a public place. Yeah. You could be on Google Maps, for all we know. Like the car drove by with the thing on top, and there you are (laughs) with old Daddy Wagner. Well, it was a a while ago, so I don't think there was Google. There wasn't Google then. Good. It was nighttime. Right. It was, I thought it was a private place. I don't know. Was there a gazebo? No. No, just, just, just grass. 
and headstones and a hill. And did you use the headstone <laughs> yeah. as a leverage think... point? Yeah, definitely. Or were you on the classy yeah. ones that are just level? I think... I like those. I think classy. We, I thought yeah, we I know weren't, like, directly <laughs> over a grave. I think that was somehow important. You that we did. weren't. That we weren't. Oh, you weren't. Yeah, I think yeah. we weren't. That's a, that's a ghoul three-way. You don't want that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad you kept it respectful and fucked between the tombstones. <laughs> that's good. And uh, any, any details of the Wagner? It wasn't... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean like of his Wagner. I okay, just meant... all right, okay. <laughs> no, not pretty cut and dry, normal. I think so. I mean, like I said, it was my first experience with that. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't have, I don't have much more to compare it to after that. So. Did you tell it to your girlfriend, your open girlfriend at the time? Did you tell her about Mr. Wagner? Yeah. And she was cool with it. <sighs> Do you guys want to know something heartbreaking? I didn't know we were going to get here. She, apparently I used to really like cemeteries. This only just came back to me right now. (laughs) And she had gotten me for my birthday, like a, like an art book of like, um, this is horrible, (laughs) of like headstones from around the world or whatever. (laughs) Like art, like cemetery art. Like it was interesting in New Orleans or here's a whatever. And then she didn't revoke the gift, but she felt weird about it after that. Oh, because then that book was called Where You Fucked Wagner? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, God. Can I just say as well, I was was a little bit nervous about this because I've never done this before and and we hadn't really met until backstage. I've I've seen you on stage and you're very, very funny. Hey, well, thanks. And um, this has has already been a pleasure and I didn't know we were going to end. Like, I didn't know this is what was going to happen. Oh, this. Like any of this. Yeah. So it's been a revelation for me, and I, I've enjoyed it. It's a so good time. You're yeah, a natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also, you also lit up when I said sometimes we talk about the hardest time we've laughed. The hardest times we've... Well, it's because yeah. I thought you would appreciate this story yeah. in particular. Um, the hardest time I've laughed, I, I, I think still to this day, I was about nine years old, and I was at um, either Girl Scout or Brownie kind of um, sleepaway camp, and we were at a... <laughs> <laughs> is that fun? We were eating lunch, and there were the, the leaders were there and all the girls. And my friend Julie said to me at the table, and I, I'm still not sure why I find this so funny, but I did. <laughs> she was just saying this phrase, this phrase. All she said was, Abby, skibby-ibby. <laughs> and I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. So she just kept saying it the whole lunch, like, Abby, skibby-ibby. And we were laughing so hard. And then the leader said... She was like, girls, if you can't stop laughing, you're going to have to leave this table. And Julie and I just looked at each other, and we were like, we're out. And we laughed. We just laughed. <laughs> and we went to the kitchen, and she just kept saying, Abby, Skibby, Abby, and we were losing it. It that was great. That is funny. It also really sounds great. like something you'd say to summon zombies, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Abby, Skibby, Abby. <laughs> and they shall walk again. <laughs> it's D.N. Smith, everybody. Clap for hey, D.N. Smith. Thank you for that story. That was an amazing story. And I love Abby Skibby Abby. Abby Skibby Abby. Would you uh, bring up the next person? Oh, with this pleasure. One here. Um, guys, please welcome to the stage Johnny Pemberton. Yay! <laughs> you go here, Pembies. You go here, buddy. Hello. Hey. How are you? I'm great. Hold on. 
Do you have a sound cue? Yeah, they couldn't do it backstage. That's, yeah. It's in, <laughs> let's see if it works better than that. If this were on TV, someone would make an unfortunate gif out of that. Pambies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, 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 Pete. What's going on, man? How'd you lose your virginity? Oh, it's a Ramdas. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked Baba Ramdas? Yeah. I was being here now really hard. <laughs> oh, that's such like a blunt question. It's yeah, you a, don't have to say. It's just a boring story. It's like, I think a lot How of old guys, were you? I think I was uh, probably 19, maybe. Yeah, 19. And it was just boring. It's one of those things where uh, she was so drunk <laughs> that... Uh, <laughs> Wait, stop there. Was it consensual? It was, yeah. Just double check. It was consensual. I mean, this... I'm I'm incapable. I think. Well, I'm not incapable, but I mean, it'll be it'll be. Are we making? No, I'm talking about my. Yeah. Are we making the joke? I think we're making like if I were bigger. (laughs) Oh yeah, exactly. I was saying you know I I would rape, but I'm just. (laughs) You know I would rape. The thing that's stopping me is my my muscles. (laughs) I would do rape every day, but I just don't have the muscles. I don't got them rape muscles. Do rape? <laughs> I would do rape. Would you do rape? I would try to do it because it's like you got to get it. <laughs> I would do rape. No. I, so I, it was boring. She was drunk. Were you drunk? I was drunk, but I wasn't that drunk. I mean, I can't. I only. <laughs> you kept it in no. check. I, I you just, knew where it was going. You were like, I need my game I face. just don't black out. I just never black out, even if I'm super drunk. But she was... The, what, the long story... Johnny, were, were you raped? <laughs> You're really well, you stammering here, man. Like a, lot, like a lot of young men's first sexual experience, it was not the thing that it's built up to be in the comic books. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not. It wasn't, you mean it was a letdown? It was uh, anticlimactic at best. You wearing a bag? Well, I don't think I... No, I didn't. No, Bagless. I, I was free... <laughs> you were I free was, dicking I it. I was free bird. I was uh, 100% Leonard, Leonard skin erg. <laughs> I, was, I was skinning Leonard. But guess what? Her name was not Leonard. <laughs> uh, if it's a Wagner, we need to know. <laughs> oh, she's a girl. I'm a great girl. She's uh, since... Was it brief? Is that the problem? Because my first time was very, very brief. No, it wasn't brief. It was just a thing where the next day she very honestly said, um, do we have sex? And I was oh, like, uh, yeah. She was like, all right. Yeah, we did. It was really good. And I was like, wow, uh, that was my first time. And she was like, oh, Really? Like, yeah, that was it, and that was about it, you know, so it was very, you know. She didn't say, let's, let's give it another go? No, we did. We dated for a while after that, so. Were you in love with her? I don't know about that. It was like my first girlfriend, so it was one of those things where I don't really, like, looking back on it, I think about it like, wow, I just did not know how to do a relationship at all. I just didn't understand the most basic ideas of, um, like, you know, doors and, yeah, no, I don't know. No, uh, you mean opening doors or just doors I as guess a concept? 
probably both, really, but yeah. I understand. It's like a, I think it's a boring story. I think it's like a super anticlimactic. I think anticlimactic. that's a great story. That, it's, well, I, well, I don't like it, Pete. <laughs> he fucking made me tell it. He story raped me. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it. I want to talk about the cool cab ride I had. <laughs> Did you have a cool cab ride? No. <laughs> Yeah. When did you? So you were drinking when you were nineteen? No. Oh, I said nineteen. No, I, I probably. Well, she yeah. was nineteen. No, I was. Yeah, I was drinking. I was nineteen. So I was in college. Yeah, I was drinking. Yeah, sure. Yeah. When did you start uh, puffing the chronic? Probably like sixteen, maybe sixteen, fifteen in high school. And you, you enjoy the cron, right? Uh, not so much anymore. I like to enjoy it in like a very safe, like basically the opposite of this is what I would enjoy. <laughs> you know. This is a safe place. Oh, it's safe. You know what I mean? But like, there's people like I can. There's people looking at me. Yeah, like, like getting dug with high is a terrifying experience. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would say no. That is this, but you're high. Right. I would probably not do that. Uh, I like to get high uh, at home. Yeah. Yeah. In the safety of home place. Yeah. Like the dude in the tub with the roach clip. Yeah, that or just. Um... <laughs> that guy was like, "It's me." <laughs> Lebowski. Well, what about, do you remember any of your really, really hard laps? We've been talking about that. Oh, yeah. Um, I was thinking about that. I think the hardest I laughed was when someone else laughed the hardest, which is my little brother. <laughs> yeah. I know that feeling. Oh, yeah. When, when someone is losing it. Contagious. Uh, my little brother, Jeff Pemberton, is one of the greatest people of all the world. Uh, sweetheart. You love your little brother? He's the greatest, yeah. Jeff is... Why uh, is your little brother the greatest? Don't older brothers hate little brothers? I guess we used to fight. I used to give him all hell. Like, I'll... On my dying bed, I'll be like, I'm sorry, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for doing that thing where I would trap you in pillows and say the world's going to end. You know? <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeff. <laughs> Did you really do that one? Something like that. You yeah. smothered him with pillows and whispered, the world is going to end? <laughs> I don't remember. It was just a thing where we call it, he called it trapping. You used to trap him? Uh-huh. It's, I, uh, it's that's, terrible. It's fucking terrible. That just took first place for the next thing I'm going to say as I come inside. <laughs> like, the world is going to end. <laughs> oh, I got three hot ones I got to try out. <laughs> Wasn't in the chorus. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Jeff, uh, we used to make uh, these things we called Jeff and Johnny's Rewind Follies. <laughs> what? Okay, hold on. Okay, uh, imagine a time when VHS was king. <laughs> uh, so we had a. We had like a <laughs> At my parents' house, it's still right. ruling. We had a. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, That's they're cool. old school. They're like hipsters in a way, like, like sort of uh, tape tape people. Yeah. Um, so we had like a camera that played the record onto VHS tape, and we found out that this camp, this deck, this VHS deck would play play backwards at regular speed. So we just had like a <laughs> fucking ball recording stuff. Like I'm gonna kick off a boot, and like you play it backwards, and the boot goes <laughs> back on your foot, <laughs> or just. Anything at all that had to do with gravity became the most hilarious thing in the entire fucking world, right? Because if you play it backwards, it's like, let's do the thing that it did not that way. <laughs> you just watch the movie Top Secret, right. but it's backwards. It's, Anything, yeah. It's normal now. Yeah. 
But we, we put on one of our Jeff and Johnny's Rewind Follies after we spent like about 25 minutes making some really good, really good like gravity tricks, like hats and boots <laughs> kicking off and like... You know, stuff. standard gravity stuff. Yeah, standard, <laughs> standard like gravity use, like watch as this will fall. And uh, we were watching it, we were laughing so hard, and my brother was like, I'm going to pee my pants. I'm going to pee my pants. And I was like, Jeff, do it. Do it. He's like, I don't want to pee my pants. I don't want to. Like, you got to pee. You got to do it. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm peeing. <laughs> and he fucking peed, man. He peed like just, he had a little, little kid, like nine-year-old kid khaki pants that just turned a different shade of brown, you know. Just fucking piss everywhere. And I was like cheering him on, like laughing, like, yes, you're pissing. Because <laughs> he's laughing so hard. And I was, I mean, he kind of did it because I told him to. I saw, also. <laughs> did you film it and make the piss go back uh. in? <laughs> oh, wow. He was wearing shorts. Oh, my God. So it came out a little bit? No, not shorts. It was pants. Oh, they were pants. Khaki pants. Khakis are the best comedy the, pants. The best. Because boners show right up. They're like, they're like a canvas for all your personal malfunctions. Yeah. Yeah. You have a backdoor one. Khaki's there for you, too. Oh. That's why I own so many brown pants. <laughs> When's the last time you shit your pants? Oh, shit my pants or shit my underwear? I'll, I'll go for I'll go for <laughs> Yeah. That's fair. Was it? I mean, you laugh and you clap, but there is a distinct difference. <laughs> there really is. How Pretty... often is this happening to people? Oh, that... I mean, most people, not at all. I okay. Think that's... I, yeah. Uh, most, people... <laughs> most people, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> what would shitting your pants mean? Like, well, not wearing your... underwear and then just filling them up? <laughs> well, really I... taking a no, week I... to I mean, fill like... them up? I mean, like, shitting your pants because I don't wear pants to bed. So yeah. uh, people, att- <laughs> people shit their pants like it's, that's like a public thing. Like shitting your pants, I feel like oh that's bad because you were out, you were out at the racetrack or <laughs> you were out of you know a, a public forum we all go to, i.e. racetrack, <laughs> and you uh, on them horses, and you just got so excited because Bluetooth Jackson fucking came in second. And you shit your pants, so um, <laughs> a celebratory diarrhea, right? To, to right. celebrate your win, but uh, she came in second. Here's another number two. Oh. <laughs> oh, number two. I know, Joe. I knew it would happen. Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> right down your legs. <laughs> and I am barely uh, I... shitting in my pants. So wait, I got lost. Do you shit your pants? No, I'm just wondering. No, we I don't, don't know shit if my he pants. has. I've done it. You've, have you done it? I've shed my, my pants. My undies. It's yeah. always happened at home, though. It's never been in public. Well, that, that's not a thing. It doesn't matter then, right? No, it... <laughs> trust me, it matters. Well, like a, it totally matters. But it matters to you, but it's not a thing where it's, there's no that's public enough. shame. You know what I mean? You still blew it. <laughs> well, yeah. Who is shitting their pants so much in public that other people see it? <laughs> What do you mean? That's the whole point of it. It's why it's bad. Because you shit. Like, oh, this shit is not contained. It's pooping out. It's visible. Oh, God, I'm among people. Oh, they can see my butt because it's uncovered. Oh, there's shit. Oh, my God, I'm shitting blood. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, Emily, I shit in line for Space Mountain. But you're saying you shit your pants at home, no biggie. Well, yeah. Just get the garden hose and fix it up. I'm talking about shitting the bed. 
Shitting the bed. Yeah, shitting the bed. That's like... Have you shit the bed? Oh, so many times. I mean, like, metaphorically and literally in the same day. I, yeah, I shit the bed. What, what does that mean? Are you dreaming that you're shitting? Uh, sometimes, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not funny, but it is. No, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> alone. Yeah, it's funny alone, but I guess... Uh, You've never done it with, a, with a, somebody in the bed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, feel, it feels bad. So paint a picture for me. Uh, with, with shit? <laughs> <laughs> Easily. Your, part, your lady lover is right. sleeping over. Well, she's not sleeping over. We live together. So. You live together? Yeah, it's very comfortable. And then it's very comfortable. <laughs> it's very comfortable. It's like, hey, uh, we're having the same house together. Do you feel like shitting at night? It's cool. No big deal. I'm gonna. Um, no big deal. If you want to just fucking throw around some, like, loose sausage meat in the bed. <laughs> Maybe, like, some brownie mix that's been unbaked, but, pre- you know, just fucking do it. I don't but care. But wet. But wet. Unbaked, but yeah. wet. So you go to bed together, <laughs> and then you wake up in the, from a fresh shit dream. Right. <laughs> you guys want to sleep over? A fresh, a fresh shit. And then, do you wake your girlfriend, or does she notice, or do you sl- slip out? Yeah, I definitely wake up and say, excuse me, hey, uh, um, I-, I know you don't want to sleep through this, but uh, I've-, I've just shit myself while sleeping. <laughs> I think you want to wake up and just, you know, take note. <laughs> so she doesn't wake up from it? No, she sleeps, like, hard. She's a stoner, so she's, she's out, you know. She's- <laughs> Yeah, I picked a good one. So I picked the right <laughs> no, one. I love it so much. Oh, yeah. boy. I don't always shit the bed. So. No, it's very rare, I have to think. No. Guys. <laughs> it's not. It's not rare at all. Can I just, I just, I feel so confused by this whole thing. I'm going to ask the audience, round of applause, who has ever shit themselves at home or in public? Please. Yeah, people shit themselves. Okay. Nobody. I would be applauding. Some of them are on dates, Johnny. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> but that's still way more than I yeah. knew. Like, I had no, no people, idea. People be shitting. All right. Yeah. People definitely be shitting. It makes it, me feel better about people, if anything. I just feel like... It's the nature of humanity. Yeah. Once, uh, once when I was 21, my friends paid me full... Uh, I just did a peat. This is, I just made that noise you make oh, when, yeah. you don't, when you're hesitant about a story. <laughs> My friends paid me forty dollars when I was twenty to take shit and make a mustache on my face with it. Twenty dollars. Yeah. No, forty. Forty dollars. Don't okay. be crazy. It was forty. It, it was, was twenty double. for the soul patch. It was two times twenty. I had to make it with a. I had to apply it with a Q-tip. It was my shit. It wasn't weird. <laughs> was yeah. that something you had to negotiate for? No, that was pretty much it's understood. Phil. You're gonna use it's, Phil's it's, shit. <laughs> Hey, Phil's got a good shit. Uh, it was my... <laughs> Thank God it was your shit. Right? It was my shit, and I had to put it on with a Q-tip, but the, the stipulation was it had to be one of those little curly <laughs> mustaches. So There's... I had to really get in there and apply it on. I just want you to know that there was no part of me that even thought to ask, did you do it? <laughs> I know you did it and didn't even wash it off before you inhaled the bucket of KFC you bought with the money. <laughs> K- you fucking animal. K- 
KFC. I like, uh, I like that your crew was rolling with Q-tips. That seems like an interesting detail. Well, we went to my friend's apartment. He okay. had an apartment. That is not... Hoboken. She's right. That's not a lot of overlap. Men who ask their friends to put on shit stashes also have beauty supplies. <laughs> right. Get a couple cotton balls, gonna... piss in the cotton balls, <laughs> dip it in the uh, fucking... I'm going to come <laughs> clean. I'm going to come clean. Ooh. I wasn't 21. It was more like 26. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and it was my friend's wife's Q-tips because he was married. We did it at his place. A married he... man was like, you know what I'd like to see? <laughs> Finally, uh, she's out of town. I want to see a shit mustache. Oh. Joe, give me something that gets so stale. <laughs> the same thing day in, day out. I asked her to do it. She went to stay with her mother. That's why we're all here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta come clean. I'm Joe DeRosa. This was yesterday. It, was just... <laughs> it seems like a prank from Saw. Like, <laughs> draw shit special. <laughs> <laughs> draw, draw my face on your face with my face of shit. <laughs> Get the spirals right. It's three circles. Would you rather never have to pee again or never have to poo again, Joe? Pee. Pee's the worst. Oh no way. I love a good pee. It's, it's annoying. It takes you out of the moment. You, peeing it takes you out of the you, moment. You don't stop meditating while you're shitting? <laughs> here's, here's my point. Peeing takes you out of whatever you're doing. You're, you're having a meal. You go, I got to pee. It's not a weird thing to just go, I got to go pee. And you go and you pee. And it's a pain in the ass. You got to pull the car over. Shitting is special. It happens at very private times. Not for it's me. Not for <laughs> what? Not for me. You just... Mid-date. There is no place I haven't shit. I, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> so you would get rid of shitting? Yeah. Are Everybody you? would. No. Yes. I, I hear the argument for keeping shitting no. because every once in a while you're just like, pow. What if you... <laughs> and when you have a good one, you're like, I'm a fucking Caesar. <laughs> Man. Let me ask you this question. What did you ever learn while you were peeing? <laughs> Nothing. I've learned a lot while I was shitting, man. Read that uh, iPhone. Wikipedia. Maybe the, maybe the difference is sitting Wikipoopia. down. I feel like I've learned a lot while no, I've I No, I sit and pee. Around. Do you? It's just too fast. Okay. You sit and pee? I used to when I was a little boy. Okay. My mom would yell at me <laughs> to would? not do it. Yeah. Uh, I love a good pee sit. Love it. I, I do it alone. It's not like shyness. I do it at home. You're getting up in the middle of the night. I don't want to be look, flipping on lights, lifting up seats. Sit down. Pow. Flipping on lights. <laughs> it messes up your circadian rhythms. That's true, it does. You it get, does. You get like a red light. Red you really light. did a 180 on that. Red night light, yeah. So no, what I about you? Uh, if I had to get rid of one? Yeah. I guess peeing. I, like, really? Well, yeah. If I had to pick, which you're making me, what do you, I do enjoy a good poo. You guys are like whittling and learning languages. <laughs> Some of, most of my tweets take place are there. Next time I fave, I'm going to go, hope it was a good one, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you read books. Yeah. It's great. I have jo- books in my bathroom. In my, in my bathroom, let's I do have... A, let's do an audience survey. Yeah. Round of applause. If you could never have to pee again or poo again, who chooses never have to pee again? All right. They're vocal, too. And number two... <laughs> Who would pick never have to poo again? That is 50 50. No, that is, that is louder. That is louder. No, you, P1. No one fucking did it. 
That, no, that was clearly louder. Not that much louder, but it was louder. If it was less people, it was more like a fervent response. So that counts. You know why I like peeing and getting rid of pooping? Peeing, I'll get my hands at once under the water, no soap, and I'm fine. You pee fine. on your hands? <laughs> I do. No, I Johnny. Pooing, I don't feel right until I take a fucking hazmat suit. I got to clean up like Walter and Jesse after a long cook. <laughs> That was the uh, riff of the century. <laughs> that was good. I'm very pleased with that. The, uh, I agree. It takes a little more tidying up afterwards. But you make a good point. Baby it's wipes. a real Al Bundy thing in me. I just enjoy it. You know. I get it. Yeah. You ever blast out one where somewhere you shouldn't be, and it ends up being like really easy and good? Like you're at your girlfriend's house the first time meeting her family, and like you're like, <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. But like it's almost like done before your ass hits the seat. You're just like, pow, and you go back. That feels great. <laughs> Joe, that's why we're friends. The entire audience of people who love this show were just like, we're going to leave them on this one. <laughs> and Joe was like, I got you. I'll take you a step further. Oh, boy. Did it tonight <laughs> in the green room. <laughs> that's hard because that door doesn't close. I know it does not. <laughs> and I was fully aware of that the whole time. You are a magical genie. I was genie. in and out. Like the burger, so. animal style. <laughs> Out and out. So, uh, any single girls here tonight? <laughs> Johnny, one thing I wanted to do before we uh, bring out the last uh, guest, yes. uh, which you can obviously, you have to riff, and you're so funny, I love you. You got to do, uh, what was it, Martin Luther King Jr.? This is the thing that from... The thing that haunts me? I will be, I will be you. Oh, you don't like it? No, I like it. I like it a lot, but it's interesting because it's like it just shows up in weird, pl- like like a haunting. It's like, oh, I didn't expect to see a ghost here, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Like when you're doing stand-up or something, people yell it out. No, not that, not that extreme. That'd be kind of cool, though. I would dig that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good catchphrase. Look at this. So you you set it up. Uh, the story. Yeah. Okay, so I lived in Florida, in college, and uh, <laughs> I had a landlord who was like a you know southern guy. And uh, I'm calling him up to ask him some stupid question on... It happened to be Martin Luther King Day. I called the offices, expecting <laughs> to get, a, get an answering machine. I'm going to leave a message. Oh, hey, what about the sink, blah, blah, blah. And they answer, and I ask him the question. I was like, all right, okay, good, okay. I was like, well, um, a happy Martin Luther King Day to you. He goes, oh. <laughs> oh, we're working here. We are working today. Look here, son. I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you the truth. We are fucking working here. Holiday? I said, I said, oh, have a nice holiday. What holiday? Uh, it's Martin Luther King Day, sir. Oh, <laughs> we are working today. We are working in spot. Yeah, all that. It's Johnny Pemberton, everybody. Remember the hilarious Johnny Pemberton. Thank you. Would you bring out the last person? Coming up next is a man who needs no introduction, yet he will get one from me. A guy I've known for a long time, Stephen Brody Stevens. Stephen Brody. Yes. Nice to see you, Stephen Brody Stevens. Great to be here. Thanks for being here. 
Do I put a headset on or anything for the? You could if you'd like. Beats by Dre. <laughs> Just gonna put over on the side. Okay, so I keep this here, the mic here. Yep. Okay. Sit up. Move my phone. I'm almost prepared. You put your phone right. Give me a hold on. I'll keep it right there. I feel better now. All right. Yes, you got it. <laughs> Welcome to the Randolph. <laughs> Takes a lot of time. If you're not a fan of mine, it's it's a tough deal. All right. <laughs> we were talking about that backstage. We were talking about how with Joe, actually all of us were talking about personality bits. I just did a stand-up set. Some of these people are here. And we were talking about because I'm steaming my, my vocal cords. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got a humidifier backstage because I was saying I can't just say my jokes. They're personality jokes. What makes them funny is how I'm saying it. Johnny, you were kind of saying there's like we sing. Like it's, you're kind of the yeah, same. It's, like a, it's a tonal thing. Yeah, it's tonal, it's and like you certainly are that way too, Brody. You're yeah. all about presence, energy. energy. You got it. <laughs> but it's true. Like you transcribe a Stephen Brody Stevens set, most hysterical night of everybody's life. You won't necessarily see where the laughs are because it's you. Yeah, it's me talking and feeling, <laughs> feeling, reading energy. That's right. I think a lot of it comes from doing audience warm up. I've done. 2,000 television shows. I get anywhere from an hour to two, three hours with an audience where I can do group study, group survey. And, <laughs> but I work, I, I, I know how to channel it into a TV show. I work at midnight. I push it there. I did Chelsea lately for pushing years. It. Yep. So it's all about pushing the energy. And it does matter because I watch a segment, and if it's bad energy, a light gets messed up, or they read the teleprompter wrong, and I blame the audience. That's the audience's fault. And I go, guys, we got to push. Let's go. We sit up. We laugh at everything. Now, if this was a TV show, it wouldn't be good for me because I'm back on the side. I know what a big laugh is. I'm not getting it. <laughs> but I understand that. But I would never, ever let what's happening to me right now happen to any of my comedians on any show I work on. <laughs> it would never happen. <laughs> this is a podcast. This is different. But I know what I'm doing. I'm turning down gigs. <laughs> Wait, can I, can I ask you a technical question? Me or Pete? You. Sure. Like, these people in the front, they're relaxed. They have their arms around each other. Would you, would you go after them in a TV setting? Like, do they, do they seem too relaxed to be well, giving the energy that you would want? But this is not a TV show. This is a podcast, which will be on tape forever. Thank you. Um, <laughs> another mild laugh. <laughs> I get it. I've traveled all over Northern America. Um, that would not be acceptable at a TV show. Okay. <laughs> but we're not at a TV show. So, but that wouldn't be acceptable. Well, it's, got, like one, it's one in the morning at a podcast. It's okay. That's why I wouldn't have them do it. I can sit back and lounge. Can I ask you, Brody Stevens, does it, does it feel hurt more if you have a soft set because it is so much to do with you? They're not just rejecting a joke that you wrote. It's like they're refusing to merge with your energy. Yes. But I usually, you know, I'm building up fan bases. So 
I'm not getting that many soft sets. I make a choice. Like, I could get this audience. I could get them. <laughs> but I know people, I, just from doing it. I didn't like you at first. Now I love you. Oh, I didn't get it. Now I get it. Oh, I see. So I get that. But I've built up enough fans where I don't, I, I don't, I don't have to worry about the other ones now. I have enough of a fan base where it pays <laughs> my bills. <laughs> But I know how to get you. I know how to do. I could get you. I just don't want to get the people that don't like you. You're like, fuck you, energy. Don't need it. Let them come along. I, my resume speaks for itself. <laughs> I've the been tr- a Brody Stevens fan for at least eight years. Johnny and I Huge do a lot fan. of shows. A lot of shows. Oh, God. Pre, pre Tim and Eric. We were there, DJ Doug. I, I'm there at the. Yeah, they come out to the little bar shows. But I don't talk about that. (laughs) I don't talk about that I help create the vibe at Ridiculousness, MTV, or Rob Dyrdek. You may not be into it, but your little nephew is. (laughs) Chelsea, lately, I started out there with folding chairs. Nothing. Had to bring in a paid audience. I believed in the show. That's how I do it. I don't quit. What about and Best I, Damn Sports Show? That's another one, but they don't know. <laughs> did a th- Bottom line is, I've done 2,000 television tapings where it means a lot to everybody on stage, and I'm proud of that. Thank you. You should be. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. But I've also been in the hangover. You got it. Actor. Kroll show. Repeat character. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think I just I don't mean to dissect it it's just so funny to me because that's kind of in every performer there's something in them that feels the way that you do that you're like yes did it yeah it was hard to get I booked it and I was good yes you know it's uh, you gotta believe in yourself it's look <laughs> I'm doing okay I like that I'm building up my fans but I did make a choice to kind of you gotta go for it and you know, but also I, I do, you know, you have jokes to bring people in. It's smiling. I, I, I'm getting it. It's just stage time. It's going out on the road. But my mind is warped from doing audience warm up. I just it's just and I'm different because I'm from Los Angeles. I grew up there. So I kind of like being in L.A. I like going on the road. I love Toronto. I love traveling. But I'm so home base Roots. I'm just uh, eight one eight. I'm an nine. anomaly, <laughs> and it takes a long time for people to come around. But I never panicked because I played sports. I was new to Seattle. I was new to New York. These scenes. So instead of getting, oh, you hate me? F you. I just like take it, take it, and then you think you learned that from sports because you played. Oh baseball? yeah, oh yeah. I played uh, Arizona State baseball, although almost, and that steeled your nerves a little bit. It taught me discipline. It taught me about getting yelled at, it, uh, threat, being threatened with running. Um, <laughs> but repetition, doing it over and over again, working on my pitching motion in the mirror, getting it right. Yes. So it, it just taught me discipline. And you, you had mean, to get good grades, and that's what I had to do. The run, you mean threatened with running like the man's going to steal? No, that's, I like how you went there. No, uh, the coach saying, like, you didn't put a good effort in, go run, like, miles Oh, literally or running. Running. It's like punishment. So they threatened you with that. But yeah. then I got smart with it. It's like, make it positive. You got it. I love running. 
but they would name these runs. They had like Curry Road Run. It's, it's like I, Curry Scurry. You got it. I changed it. <laughs> Mill Avenue, Mill Thrill. I just named them. <laughs> so we'd be running positive push. You got it. And I saw the results. It made like I became a better runner. The guys, be, better team. And this energy when you play sports, that energy. And it carried over to doing warm up. You're kind of like a cheerleader. You're bringing that energy. And I know I've just seen it happen too many times to where I, I can't but not believe in it. Yeah. You know, if, I, I, it's kind of amazing sometimes. And it's just putting that out there. I will say that when you're having a, a set where you just don't feel like you're connecting, there is a combination of words and there's something you can say to reset them, bring everybody back into the present. Instead of having written off the run or the show, you can change their perception and bring them back into the moment and say, guess what? The rest of the show starts here. And that's what I see you doing a lot. That means tell a joke after a rant? Is that what you mean? <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I don't alienate. I'm not like F you. I don't want to anger people. I'm not like one of those guys like F the audience. F them if they don't get it. I want everybody to get it. Right. But I know those times like because I've been headlining a little more going out, I'll do like, okay, here's a rant. Pull it back in. Give you a couple jokes. Got it. Boom, boom, boom. Play. And, but people like the crowd work. It, you know, it doesn't matter whether they know me or not. People like to be involved, I think. And I don't do it where I'm attacking. I do it in a positive way. And I like the connections. And Yes! You got it. Believe. You must enunciate. Now you could say, I don't know, why am I in the hangover? Because I brought energy. The director goes, I want this guy on the set. That's why I get to hang out with the Bay. I'm going to go down to Skydome tomorrow. I'm going to hang out with uh, the Baltimore Orioles and the Blue Jays because I, I, my dream is to always be involved in baseball. I put out energy. They love it. So I get to do those things. Energy matters. Trust me. But maybe you're happy. And, you have- and matter is energy. Matters. There you go. Sure. Big Bang Theory. Yes. <laughs> we were talking about Jim virgin- Parsons. virginity. Do you have a good virginity story? Not really. Um, That's what Johnny said, and I loved it. I mean, I was raped as a child with scissors. Um, so wrong with that? Whoa! <laughs> Two girls, Carrie and Sherry. Oh, they were scissoring, and they made no. You- they. Uh, I mean, that's not virginity, but it was like my first sexual... You were talking about sexual experiences? Yo, you were on the podcast. We spoke about it. Sex. Remember in Montreal, we had a podcast where we talked about sex, and I, I, the girls threatened me with scissors. Wait, that's, Wait, what that's pod- a true thing. What Remember? podcast was that? That was Ari Shafir's podcast. Weren't you I, on no, it? No, I wasn't on that. Oh, never. But I want to hear this story. Seriously, I do. These girls were just into me, I guess. I was in the apartment complex. <laughs> And, so, they, and they wanted to, like, they were forced me down on a bed. And. How old are you? Now? Then. Uh, I was in probably sixth grade, maybe seven. Okay. And I just, uh, they were like little, you know, tough girls. They were older than you? No, maybe a year. Okay. But, you know, it was puberty, things were happening. And. They brought me into their apartment. They, they, they lured me in. Their parents' apartment. Yeah, yeah their parents' apartment. I just want to know, know how fucking crazy these girls are. <laughs> they, weren't so, that, but they, they weren't that crazy. But they did, like, they punched trees and initiations. 
These are tough girls. These, these tree-punching ladies grabbed you and put you on a bed. Sherry, yeah. And they got a lubricant, which was kind of nice. Um, <laughs> these guys are talking about crap. I talk about... I mentioned lubricant. <laughs> lubricant. <laughs> lubricant. Lubricant. And no, they just... Uh, I didn't know what was what. I didn't know what a, uh, a, a climax was at that point. And they... They're touching me. It felt good, and I got, like, nervous, and they, they were teasing, but they did bring out scissors and threaten me. Oh. If I didn't not move, stay there. Don't move. We're touching. We're going to. And they masturbated me. <laughs> and then I couldn't believe it. It felt great. <laughs> then I went home, and I took a bath. I just sat in the tub. I didn't tell my mom about it. <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> There's the big laugh. That's the laugh I deserved three minutes ago. Where were you? I had to bring out scissors and Vaseline and violence towards a man, a young child. <laughs> I've done two shows. I've done a lot of shows tonight. I had two one-hour shows, and it was, I, I, it was really fun. Did, how, was that hard on you? Two one-hour shows? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, being man. assaulted. Oh, the scissor incident? Um, the incident? No. No, it wasn't. No. I've had, no. How can you say that? Because it wasn't. I'm what getting a yes. How can that not be hard? That sounds hard. Uh, it, can't, it can't not be. Well, how would around. you react? I think I would think it would be a thing that is a part of my brain for a long time that would affect uh, a What's lot. What's so traumatic about it is a seventh grader having, or a sixth grader, having one year older, have these girls, you know, throw you down on a bed and, like, threaten you. Like, bully you. <laughs> yeah. That I, why would that bother you? I'm with you, bro. Are you ironically asking me that? You just said, what's so threatening about being threatened? <laughs> no, fuck that. Because they were girls. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with it. What fucking asshole is walking around like, ah, I'm just, I'm too, I'm too damaged from that double hand job those girls forced me into. Oh, my I, God. I don't know. I got to get into a support group. Double this. hand job. That's, you're bringing the memories back. I don't think, Yeah. But there were it's scissors. It's a great memory. Yeah, that's not, that's not accurate. That's working under the assumption that men will take any sort of sexual activity and be grateful for it. And this is obviously something traumatic. I was more it's tra- not. I have other stuff I can't get into, but that was not traumatic. <laughs> that was... I'm telling you now, Pete... What happened? I believe you, but it was it's not traumatic. I mean, I'll, I'll believe you, but I don't think it's a safe uh, bedrock to go forward with other people's incidents and be like, the kid came, he got a boner, he loved it. I think it. it sounds like a lot of people get molested or even raped, and they enjoyed it because they were confused he and they didn't know what was going raped. on. It was a great experience. Double hand job, a little extra throw with the scissors thing, right? <laughs> Sounds like a great time. Thank you. I'm, I'm being <laughs> honest, Pete. It was, it was good for me. This is definitely the best... The best forum to figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> Could I, can, I, can I go back to what you guys are talking about? I know I'm, you know, we're Yeah, on, it's, we're on a it's roll. your time, man. About poo poo? Yeah, you're talking about that. Um, it, it, it happens a lot. What? 
if I go to if I walk to Starbucks and don't get back in time, that can happen. Really? <laughs> but I do have one. When I was a kid, I'll tell you. Wait, real- shitting your pants or getting double <laughs> hand job? Because if that's still happening, you're just way more famous than you're letting on. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm talking about shit. Defi- yeah, defecation. You can say shit. Say shit. I don't like to curse, but... Uh, Since when? Shit. 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 Whatever. So, no. Th- I'll tell you what. It happens all the time when you get older. It's no big deal. Now. It's, what? It's not. It happens when I walk home from... I'm going home. You're, oh, when you're, when you're crapping your pants, you're always going home. <laughs> it's never leaving. You never just lock your door, get in your car, go, I got to shit my pants. You don't get false alarms. <laughs> you go, I better go back. Okay. <laughs> go, going back. This is first grade. This is first grade. And I, I, I've overcome self-confidence issues. I have a lot. I have things. I've, it took me a long time to overcome my insecurities. Okay. So I was in first grade. I was at a private school. And I just didn't feel comfortable there. I got... I think I got, I just didn't feel like I fit in. Like, at first here, I didn't fit in. I didn't fit in for the first five minutes. Now we're friends with me. That's how it was when I went to private school. My mom, you know, did her best to, to uh, take care of me and my sister. So I went to this private school, Valley, in the Valley. And they had, like, horses and, like, a petting zoo. And it was private. I, my mom was, like, I divorced. We were kind of, didn't have a lot of money, but my mom, Busted her tail. Anyway, so I go there, and I remember it was like early in the semester, like maybe a couple weeks in, and I had to go to the bathroom. That, a, number a two. Right. And I was like, you have to raise your hand to go to the restroom, you know. I was so insecure to like raise my hand and be called on, I ended up defecating in my pants right there in class. Shit. Shit my pants. What row are my, we? What I row? was, I was uh, three quarters of the way back. Okay. Kind of like in the center. And I didn't raise my hand. I took a dump in my pants. <laughs> beyond a squirt. The full, uh, the full delivery. Yeah. And then they uh, took me to the principal's office or wherever. Call my mom. <laughs> my mom picks me up. And then I transferred the next day. Never came back. Yes! Those kids never saw me again. <laughs> Who's the kid? They're, they're traumatized. <laughs> Stephen Brody Stevens, everybody. Turned it on. Clap for Stephen Brody Stevens. What an amazing show, guys. I think we felt every discernible emotion. Let's do the Keep It Crispies. We'll start with Joe. Would you just say Keep It Crispy one at a time? Keep It Crispy. I will. Keep it crispy. Keep it crispy. Keep it crispy. <laughs> the crowd. One, two, three. Keep it crispy. Thank you so much, guys. Keep it crispy. You we'll see you next it. time. Push and believe. Yeah. Never forget. Yes. yes. Enjoy it. Hashtag simple. <laughs> you got it. I will try and find a place where I can say hi if you'd like to say hi, and I'll meet you out there. I don't know where it'll be. Yeah, somebody give me a lift to Pearson. Thank you, guys. You got it. Wi-Fi in the elevator. 
Okay, everybody, so that was the live episode, and as promised, here is the additional one-on-one conversation uh, I have with Brody about kind of that uh, sex, sexual incident that we kind of touched upon and, and discussed in the live format. But here it is. Uh, among other things, some of the things we talk about, we talk about uh, that here, one-on-one with Stephen, Brody Stevens. Get into it. It had that, that bar as a New York feel. It does have a New York feel, and I like vodka. Uh, I forget, do you not drink? No, not really. I mean, I do, but not... Not like a... I, I, not, can, I don't I can give, take it or leave it. Take it or so. leave it. I kind of envy that. What do you do down one? Exercise? Smoke pot. (laughs) But, I mean, when I was, uh, you know, I I, I never, I never, like, had anything to unwind. I'm just not a big drinker, I guess. Yeah. It's funny that I asked it that way. I think that's telling of my relationship with alcohol because, relationship with alcohol, because I said, what do you do to unwind? Like, I think it unwinds me, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't really... You know what I mean? Like, it does a little bit. Yeah. But then right around you finish the second drink, you're not really unwinding. You're kind of going into this other space where you're just, like, a little bit off. Yeah. So I should say, what do you do to make yourself off? Not even off in the good way, like, wound down. I just mean, like, in a different state. Um, I mean, you mentioned before, I mean, exercise or... Yeah. I mean, I hate. To, I'm not some kind of pothead, but no, I, I've never even seen you smoke pot, and we've been in parties. And but stuff. I do. Yeah, I mean, I'll do, but I don't. I don't do anything else. But it's, I never like crave alcohol. I never. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember back in college, I like to get a buzz on. Yeah. But I also think because I, I do, I take medication. Nothing right. major. Right. But just even if you take. Oh, yeah. 10 milligrams of Lexapro, for example. I was going to say Advil. If you take an Advil, you shouldn't be drinking. You know what I mean? Like, because it all goes to your liver. And you're also saying emotionally it's probably pretty rough. Well, I just think, like, uh, your body, it just just mixes with it and you get nauseous. I mean, I've I've been, you know, I I can still drink. I'll hang out with my baseball guys. They all drink. You know, they go out and um, I can drink four or five beers, but... You know, you hit the, the head. I just don't like my head spinning. I don't like vomiting. Yeah. Um, I do like getting a buzz on. But also, I got pulled over in Seattle when I was uh, when I was living up there back in '94. Oh, really? And it's kind of scared, it scared me. I mean, yeah. I, I, that's another thing. It's like, what, I were I you arrested or no? No, but I had like uh, gave me the the roadside test. Yeah, I don't like that. I one time got... I, and I had a blow. You had you had cocaine? No, I had... I did... I, I Oh, you had to blow. <laughs> I, mean, I blew into the... Yeah. What did you blow? Not an 08. Not an 09. This, I, well, I, I don't know what I blew, but enough to where I wasn't... You were fine. ...drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he made me do it. I like... It's scary. It's scary. It's scary, the whole thing. A uniformed man... Look, I understand why we have it. Like, we don't want people driving drunk... But it's, it's got to be an intimidating and, and frightening experience to have a man you've never met in a uniform that, is, that represents something bigger. You know, it represents the man, like law enforcement, mm-hmm. pulls you over and then has you exhale into a machine. You know what I mean? Like, that is just going to give you, that's going to shake you a little bit, I have to imagine. Because I've gone through checkpoints, sober as a judge, and it still scares me because you feel like there should be German shepherds. You know, like on a chain, standing yeah. up, trying to get you. Um, 
You know, I mean, the, the lights are what scares me. Yeah. The, the flashing lights is what yeah. I've had. I mean, I've been pulled over for speeding before, and that's the thing that gets your your blood yeah. in a bad way. Your stress, you know, that, the, the, those lights coming on. So once I was out this particular time up in Seattle, my only time yeah. getting pulled over for that, he said I was coming out of the tunnel fast. He goes, I could have been... Fixing my tire, you could have hit me. Like he could have been pulled. I don't know. Yeah. But so he and then he and then he and he got out and he said I, I he uh, said I smelled like a brewery. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's why he brought me out because I was drunk earlier. I did drink. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. at uh, the Comedy Underground, and I don't drink normally. Right. I drank and I was buzzed. I knew I was buzzed. But I waited for like three hours. I stayed downtown. Right. And I, I knew, I was aware yep. that I had a couple beers, let me chill, Pioneer Square downtown. It was like on a Monday or Tuesday night. Yep. So when he pulled me over, it's like, I said, look, I did have drinks earlier. Right. But I waited three hours. Right. And they still had me do the test. I I was Passed. able to do it. I wasn't like... And the breath thing. I mean, you can't you can't cheat a breath thing. No. And then yeah. he I, and then he said also, you know, I smell like I go. Why'd you? I don't know if you did it before or after. And I said, do you mind if I like? I remember before I go. Can I take? Can I say a prayer before I? Uh, you said that. Yeah. Before I blow. <laughs> May I say a prayer? I said something. Like that. And I go because he was like nice to me. He wasn't a jerk. Yeah. And I said, what happens if I blew and I was over the limit? Because I would have arrested you. So yeah, it like didn't matter that I was uh, pleasant. Not that I would be right because you, you're you're bringing a calculator into it. Basically, you know what I mean. You're bringing it down to hard math and saying you blew a point oh eight, and then you're you're going in. That's a very well. My hard... instincts told me I wasn't drunk, and I was right because yeah, I mean I wasn't drunk. Yeah, I mean I, I, how often do guys or people blow into the breathalyzer? Oh yeah, and, and that's and part of the story. Are not yeah. Over the limit. See you later. Oh, that, I feel like that almost never happens. I feel like they get you. If they're asking you to blow, I feel like they He's got you. He's already figuring, like, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that is something like, I, how often does that happen? And I wonder why. Maybe he, just, he wasn't used to my demeanor. I was too friendly. Who yeah, knows? yeah. But that, I, that scared me. I think you and I are similar. I have this thing where I want to make anybody an authority. It doesn't matter if, if it's my postman. I consider him an authority figure. Yeah. But any sort of like government employee, I want to see if I can make them like me. Because I assume that they deal with so many schmucks and stuff that if I get pulled over, I'm like, I really hope this guy likes me. And I'll try and be like courteous. And it's gotten me, uh, it's gotten, it's not worked. And yeah. then it's also worked. I've had cops lean in and be like, look, you're a good guy. Go in tomorrow and contest it, and I will. And the and the cop will have not checked a certain box that he needed to check, and then they dismiss it. So he doesn't like on purpose. He's like, I did it, but like they let it go. But they do that there. I hate to burst your bubble. Yeah, no, please burst. I think they do that to a lot of people. I hope so. I've been pulled over a bunch of guys. Well, you know, I could say you were going. uh, Yeah, sixty-five. You were going sixty-seven and a fifty-five, and that's twelve miles, and that's going to be points on your record. I'll say you're going. You're going ten. That's nice. I think they do that to everybody. I I hate I hate, I hate to say it. No, don't don't be. I I want them to do more. St- I almost would like to be a cop. Just that you you have these opportunities to extend grace to people. Well, how about warnings? Warnings a are warning. great. Yeah, but they, they they give you a warning, but 
they'll pull you over. I got, well, actually, I got pulled over in uh, we're on the uh, Oddball Comedy Tour this summer, and we were uh, the pre-Oddball. So it was anyway this summer. We were driving into Manhattan from Long Island, and I were coming on Forty Second Street to make a right onto Eighth, and uh, I made a turn, and this cop like pulled me over. Right there. What are you doing? Let me. I go. He goes. What are you doing? Let me see some ID. I go. I'm just. We're just three comedians coming in from uh, from Long Island. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm playing Caroline tonight. <laughs> and, he, and he goes, "Okay, you can go. Just watch it." Like he didn't like. I mean, did I have pot in my car? What comedian doesn't? So I guess he could have. Brent Weinbach. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But they could have pulled me over. I mean, he could have been, but. That happened so quick. I didn't have time to like get my uh, get nervous. So yeah, I, I have been pulled over before in the cop. Well, that's the dream too. Like Tom Cruise gets pulled over and he signs an autograph. You know what I mean? Like right. these guys that can't be. T- I think there's something fun about that, and you got to do that a little bit. A little bit, but I also think like he's got bigger. You know, fish. What, what are you going to do? Give a guy a speeding ticket? Who gets a speeding ticket in Manhattan? I mean, it happens once yeah. in a while. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, that was kind of scary, but that happened quick. And then I've been, I remember one time in Palm Springs, I had a rental car. It was like a fast Chevy Mustang or something. And I came out of the, uh, pulled out real, it was a kind of a fast car. Yeah. I pulled out in front of a car, and the cop pulled me over. And, oh, there's a lot of old people here. There's a golf tournament going <laughs> I go, it's a rental car. And then he said, why didn't you pull over? I go, I'm trying to go over... I was just being honest. Anyway, he let me go. I feel like you got let go a lot. So it's happened. Maybe I'm a nice guy. I don't know. I don't want to get all political. Well, there is the political element. When when two white guys are sitting around talking about like how nice cops are and how often they get let off, I have to think there. I mean, everybody listening, please know we know that there's something unfair going on potentially. That could be racial. I, I can't speak on this stuff. I get so yeah. anxious. I've been yelled at. Uh, uh, two lady cops, two yeah. Latina lady cops yeah. yelled at me about six months ago in Laurel Canyon. I was going <laughs> 52 and a 40. Slow down. You want to get a ticket? It was like three in the morning. I yelled, being yelled at by a cop it's, is scary. Me. Yes. I got pulled over by a cop standing outside of his car who just yelled at me to pull me over. He goes, you, pull over, like that. Oh, it was, I still remember that man's creepy, creepy Gestapo face. I mean, I remember every ticket I got. I, at Arizona State, I got a ticket, leaving, I, I leave in the baseball field after practice. I was actually even in my practice outfit, hmm. my uniform. And I remember I turned out on a rural road, and I was, I guess I was going too fast, and he gave me a ticket. And I was like, come on. I mean, I didn't say anything, but right. like. So I've had my share of speeding tickets. Yeah. You, you, just, had, you had a radar gun on you all practice. Yeah. And then he puts one on your car. <laughs> isn't that, but is it, you know what's upsetting is like when you drive by, you just see the, the officer yeah. well, just scary. pointing the radar gun. It's like threatening. It is, no, it is threatening. But you said <laughs> the lights, the sirens, these are things that are in our deep, deep basic brain to go like, I will scare you. Shiny boots, good posture, <laughs> car... That, for some reason, it always feels like a spider. Like the way the lights kind of engulf you. Yeah. It feels like the way a spider's legs would go on either side of you. So it scares you right away. It's just a... Uh, it, it's... 
being pulled over, like you, you know, speeding on the I. I'm not again. I'm not a, like outrageous Grand Theft Auto, but it stays with you. So <laughs> I mean, I guess it does serve a purpose. But. I had a cop say, "Long way from home once," and I was 20 minutes from home, and I was like, "Is this where I die?" He goes, "Because I was in, I was in Gloucester. No, I was in Beverly. It's like 30 minutes north of where I live." And he goes, "Long way from Lexington." I'm like, "Is it?" Fucking do what you're going to do and get out of here. Yeah. And I always have that fantasy of being like, my father's a politician. He's not. Oh, yeah. But, like, don't you just want to, like, because it, it's so disempowering and so scary. Yeah, I, I, again, I just, like, it's, yeah, it's a tough gig for everybody. and It's, it's so right. invasive. I just saw who called I'm it. supposed I'm to do a warm-up gig for a, for a dog show. No way. Yeah. Really? I'll answer this later. Rough audience. Ralph. Oh, very <laughs> funny, hilarious. You're so good at it. You I know I tried animals. to get you for, I love for... animals. <laughs> I'm with them. They sense me. I connect. Well, let, let's get this out of the way. I could talk to you forever. I love talking to you. I told you the reason I wanted to have you on was because of the podcast that they just listened to. They just listened to it. I'm going to put this at the end. Okay. This whole thing, by the way. I think this is fun. Okay. Was, um, if you don't mind... So we talked about uh, like a, a kind of an iffy situation, but it was live. So people are kind of like making jokes and stuff. And I told you that I just wanted to make the disclaimer mm-hmm. for anyone listening that may have had something similar happen to them. That even if you are uh, assaulted or taken advantage of, whatever you want to call it, even if it was opposite sex, even if it was girls to guys, and even if you enjoyed it, it's still not your fault and it's not okay. That's all I wanted to make sure was clear. And I think you would agree with that, right? Um, <laughs> you smiled so big while I was I mean, let, let, let's be... Well, you see the stories. There's so many stories today about these teachers and the students. You know, the female teacher right. and the male student. And people always go like, lucky dog. But, I'm Lu- and the, but the, the girls, I mean, they're, they're getting prosecuted. They're, yeah. they're going to jail. So it's a little bit different. In my high school, there was an 18-year-old who was just a man. He looked like you when he was 18, just like a man. And he had sex with, like, probably a teacher who was in her 20s. Lucky. So So that's that's my instinct. That is what we all said, too, because she was hot as shit. And I'm sure it was just one of those gray areas, like, inappropriate. He might have been 17. I don't don't even know. I, I can't remember his age. But the, the tricky area is when you're a young man and when you're forming your sexuality, and, and, and if it is a girl, and in my understanding, it's two girls kind of almost like play rape you. A little bit, yeah. And one girl was tough. And one girl was the bad She cop. was tough, and, and I think she influenced the other girl. Because yeah. this girl was tough, the, and she used to hang out with another girl, and they used to like... Do initiation stuff like punch the wall. You had like put their hands. You sound under. like scary girls. They're- this is the valley. This is the- <laughs> Pete, this is where I grew up. I grew up in a very, uh, you know, it was like a, a prison yard. Yeah, this apartment <laughs> complex. I just. Lots how old were you? Families. How old were you when this happened? Um, so we didn't move over there until '84. So this was probably like '81, '82, and so you were. I was like 12. See, I feel like 12 is one, that kind of like freaks and geeks age where you're like, you're like, a, you, guys can be, not that they can't always be, but I remember being bullied 
by women, by girls, young girls, really around the same age. Because 12 to a girl is a big difference to 12 to a boy. See, we shoot up later. Shoot up. <laughs> I'll say this. Yeah. Growing up, I got bullied for the most part by guys, boys playing, because I was playing a lot of sports. I yeah. got bullied. Yeah. Later on, um, I'm not feeling like I got bullied by girls, but I've had girls like be turn like be mean to me. I just remember them being taller, and if they were older, I mean you're you're kind of double screwed, and they they can. So this is, you can tell the the full story kind of in the intimate one on one. But the main thing that I want to get out there is if there is someone listening, and that's the only reason I wanted to do it. Right. And then the only reason I wanted to have you here is first I love talking to you and you're hilarious. Thank you. But two, I was just like, it seems like the right thing to do to have you here instead of kind of after the fact giving some sort of commentary and being like, look, Brody makes some jokes. And Joe in the podcast agrees with you. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? He's like, he was lucky he got laid. But I'm like, here in this context, maybe we can kind of talk about the possibility that something that, first of all, can we agree you didn't want it to happen? Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I remember walking by there because she lived a couple apartment doors down. And I remember I'd walk by and you could peek in through the uh, the kitchen. Yeah. And then maybe the window. So I would see them. I knew they were like flirting with me. <laughs> so the one girl was kind of cute. I don't know why I find that A so Jewish funny. girl. And the other girl was kind of tough. So we have tough one and cute Jewish one. Right. And uh, this is kind of like a, not a schoolyard, but here in the neighborhood. This is the apartment, like on a, a week weekday night, you know, 7 o'clock. I mean, my mom makes me go out and take the garbage. So I'm walking down, and I go, oh, I look in. And this is familiar. I don't know why, even though nothing like this happened to me, that feels familiar to me. The way that social cues are, you're like... Something is happening. I'm playing a game with these girls. That's all. Yeah, that's what I was doing. It's like I think all uh, you know kids do it, playing doctor or whatever. That, right. That's basically what it was. Right. So the girls, you know, their parents, her mom was out, you know, or whatever. A lot of these were like divorced moms in this apartment complex. But anyway, so I remember I came in and they were like, play torturing. Not torturing, but... You know, well, taking the, advantage of me. On the podcast, you said I was raped with a pair of scissors. Well, they did threaten me. <laughs> there were scissors, and um, I, I didn't think they were going to do anything with it, but so it they was had, playful, but there were scissors involved. There was also... Sex stuff. O- ointment. I, and, but I'll tell you what. Ointment? I never had that feeling before. I never had the, so that, the completion. See, that was my first time. Your first orgasm. Yeah. And it was auto, these two girls. Autoly, did they blow you or did, no? They just use their hands. Hands. So you got a hand job. So the fact that it's your first thing also, you know, seems like it could potentially be very confusing and traumatic. Would you? I mean, no, it, it felt right. It, you're kidding. Well, you know, yes, was that, a, that no. was a joke. No. Well, I mean, it, it felt good. I didn't feel like I was. I liked it. Maybe I am misunderstanding. It wasn't like. They pinned you down, and or if they did, you understood that it was a. a it was, it, yes. I was not. There was not like it wasn't forceful. It right. wasn't. I mean, look, the one girl was tough. Yeah, but what, again, they're touching me. Right. So it wasn't like. But you see the difference if this were a little girl and two boys. Of course. But is it just because you have the dick and the dick does the fucking, it's okay. 
Just because you're the... I don't know. That, I, I'm not saying... I don't know if it's... I'm just saying if you ask me. Right. Like my instinct is... Yeah, I had fun. I, I don't feel like it warped me. Right. I don't feel like it affected me negatively because I'll tell you what, I've had... I, I have... Maybe I'll go into this or another. I've had situations that have affected me. That were negative. Yeah. So I know what like a negative situation is. That's one of the things I wanted to make sure was that if you did feel... And I'm not saying you should. And I'm certainly not implying your word. Mm-mm. I'm just saying yeah. if you did feel bad about it or, or even just feel a little bit uncertain about it, I wanted to give you a, a platform and to, I appreciate to share that. that. Because no, it, and I don't want to make light of this stuff because I'm sure... Look, it, it, uh, uh, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, do you know taking advantage, doing it on, uh, the other way around? Yes, there's a double standard or whatever. And right, it's, it's just not. It's just not right, you know. Um, but me, I can honestly say, it affected me in a positive way. What, what, what? For you know, girl thinks I'm cute. There's other girl thing enough to where they're like playing around with me. Right. You know, we, I mean, they didn't do anything. It wasn't robbing and stealing. We weren't doing drugs. I, but they was. did They did kind of steal something. <laughs> they stole your first experience. I don't mind. I wasn't saving it. It wasn't like I'm waiting <laughs> to get married. I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. That's I mean, true. after I was like, what just happened? I'll tell you, I'm trying to think of my, my first orgasm was alone. <laughs> and that was oh, tremendous. Oh, see, that's scary. I happen to be, yeah, I happen to be in the camp, for better or worse, where I don't really have a, uh, a for lack of a better term, like a man vault, where I go like, uh, get over it. Like, I'm, I'm the guy that goes like, let's not get over it. Let, let's talk about it. So even just jerking myself off when I was however old, eight, eighth grade. How old are you in eighth grade? People in eighth grade? 14. So... 14. 14. So I just jerked it, and I remember as it's... as I feel like your first orgasm, your dick is, is more animated. It's more like it yeah. doesn't even know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Right, right. That was traumatic. And I'm not saying I would change that anymore, but I am... Something I'm big into as an adult is saying like... And again, you keep... Not denying it, but I believe you. I just think if I had had two girls kind of take control over me and sweep over me and and give me like a kind of unfamiliar thing a hand job I don't know I would be telling my therapist hey I lost my erection the other night it might be because of those two girls in the valley you know what I mean I'd be blaming that on right I'd be blaming any sort of sexual weird feeling I had on that again I could see how and I appreciate you're sensitive about this that's what I mean. I'm very sensitive. You're very sensitive about it. And I, the way you break it down, I could see, like, I mean, did, they didn't ask me ahead of time, like, what, what's your what's your safe word? I right. Mean, I wasn't around back then. Right, right, right. Just basically, these are kids. This is 19, you know, 1981. And, uh, right. It so, does seem a little bit athletic, almost like sports in the way that you probably did learn or do things that scared you and intimidated you, but you push, you push through it. Mm-hmm. And you were better for it. And I think you're applying that, correct me if I'm wrong, that sort of thing to being like, maybe I wasn't ready to play this game, but after I did, I was glad I did. You know, I don't know how where sports came in. On, I mean, I just mean it seems like a sports mentality to be like, 
Maybe it was scary, but fuck that shit. Pain is weakness leaving the body. And come is semen leaving the body. Well, <laughs> you know, the athlete, like, yeah, you got to get, you you get, you know, it's like you you, you learn from failure. You're getting, you know, Seinfeld. You learn from your bad sets. You right. want to have bad, you're learning. So you're always, you're always growing. So, yeah. yeah, the athlete in me is like, yeah, keep getting up. But, I mean, this specific instance yeah. of me being raped, no, of... <laughs> With these two girls, kind of. <laughs> but I'll, but I'll, but look, yeah. I grew up in the valley. I had things in my life. We'll we'll, we'll say as uh, younger that yeah. were more that were less black and white. I mean, that were that were very black and white. That were like this was bad. Yes, I see. I I've had. I'm not. There's no revelations here. Like oh, this happened. But there's there's things. To where I can go, that's messed with me, or I have guilt over right. particular things growing up. You know, all kids, you know, I read Howard Stern's book. You know, he talks about how he would goof, you know, kids, boys, are everyone's experimenting. Nobody knows what's going on with each other. Right. So I had a couple, I had maybe a couple of those little instances. I don't know what was going on, just like I didn't know with these girls, but when I was with the girls, it felt right. I knew it was right. There was no guilt or, or shame. And not that I had anything close to that. In enough, I, I, I just know, I'm just telling you from personal experience. Yeah. Not that what I had that I'm thinking of was so like traumatic. Well, like anything's better. Right. But I'm comparing two situations. You're not desperate to find some weird sexual experience. If you want one, you have a, a better one. You have a go-to example in your psyche. Is that what I'm hearing? No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like, I'm letting you know, the two, the, the, the scissor incident. Yeah. For me personally, Stephen Brody Stevens, <laughs> not traumatic. Yeah. Exci- I can see how it is. Could be. Could be. Yeah. And the reason why I'm saying it was, and I'm, I'm sure because I'm at, because I know I have had a, not everyone has a traumatic experience. Right. You know, some people very. Have great experiences. So. I, I have had some, a couple, in my eyes, traumatic experiences, singular, maybe plural, plural, growing up. Yeah. That I can actually compare it to. So if we were to like, and I'm not, I'm not ready to, I don't talk about everything. Maybe later on in my life, I'll, I'll yeah. go into more detail on childhood things. Sure. But. And I'm not, I'm not looking for any exclusive. Well, we'll do that in like five years. Okay. I'm more sure of myself. Okay. I guess, so, I I completely, it's not a, this isn't a witch hunt. I believe what you're saying. And we're also saying to the listeners, it's possible to have (laughs) something very similar like this happen. And if you weren't okay with it, that is okay. Yes. And it's not uh, unmanly or uh, inappropriate or cowardly to say, two girls played doctor on me. I didn't like it. It was my first sexual experience. I was confused because it felt good, but that's a common thing in molestation is that people have orgasms and they're like, you know, sorry to go to the uncle cliche, but my uncle did this to me and I came. Does that mean that I am like I co-signed on the activity? So all we wanted to do, all I wanted to do was say like, no, it's not your fault. It's, it's totally okay to not like it. In this case, it doesn't sound like that's what happened, but for other people listening... If that if, if that's how you feel, 
we want you to know you're not alone. It wasn't your fault. And please speak out about it. And I appreciate that. Yeah. And it's hard to speak out on it because I haven't spoke out about what I what I, I could speak out on. And I'm, it's not I don't want it. It's not yeah. my thing. Right. It's not something I want to go into. Right. But the scissor incident... <laughs> I don't know why I keep laughing when you say that. <laughs> it, it, it's a good name. <laughs> it's a good name. I, it, 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 it wasn't bad for me. Yeah. I, 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 I think I represent the 90% of the guys. Unless somebody was... Look, I was raised... In the valley, it wasn't like I was an Amish kid or I was right. in Utah or... Right. This was like the, the San Fernando Valley in the 80s. It was kind of like just rock and roll. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. But I, I, you know, and I'll tell you, it's like I appreciate it because yeah. I can see how, you know, you're, you don't, you have your, you have an impressionable audience. And I'm not, I'm not making fun of, uh, I don't want to make, I don't like making, you know, fun of somebody who, uh, it did affect. Absolutely. So, well, and, that, yeah. And I don't, you know, it's. Oh, I'm lucky. It didn't. It didn't. You know. It's right. Like, but sex is weird. <laughs> it's weird. Stuff. It is. Well, I'll tell you what. That's why I remember Joe and, and a portion of the audience in the podcast. I mean, nobody had a problem with it. I just didn't want to say this. You know what I mean? It's like oh, I'm glad you brought it's like it. coming from behind and being like, I thought about what Brody said, and this is what I think. And it's not right without having you here. Oh, okay. And I, that's what that's what I'm saying. I, I wanted you to be able to speak speak your piece. And I, I, I feel I feel good about it. But you know, when you're saying like the sex is like, I do have a weird, you know, with my mom. For I have a hard time even today having my mom think of me and my father too when he was alive, like as a sexual being, like yeah. Stephen, which is my real name. Is attracted to girls and he wants to be. He said, "I'm so shy. I'm actually shy and yeah. sensitive." Yeah. And I could see how. And I'm not blaming my mom, and I'm not blaming my family, and I'm not blaming. And it may sound that way, but I think just, I just maybe not having an older brother. I was just very. It was hard for me to have my mom or dad think about me having a girlfriend. having yeah. I, I didn't have the confidence because I got picked on all the time. Yep. I did get bullied. I played sports, especially being a Jewish guy, like, you know, big nose, goofy, you know, the, the Holocaust. I heard it all. Yeah. I heard it all. And, you know, that, that stuff, you know, that stuff got to me. So Of course. I can relate to that. It, it, my mother happens to be in love with me. That, that's my family dynamic, which uh, makes it difficult, especially at early on, mm-hmm. to get another girlfriend. Because this, I'll, I'll, I'll out-fucked up you, and I'll say that when a young boy has a really close relationship with his mother, when you start dating someone else, it can be hard for you psychologically just to be like, but I'm kind of with mom. You know what I mean? I'm talking about when I was young. Right, right. I'm still dealing with that, and I'm not proud of that. That's, a fuck, that's why I'm saying sex is weird. It takes far less. To fuck me up, you know what I mean? Than than a scissor incident. I just needed I just needed to have a wonderful, loving mother who maybe just didn't have that much else going on, so she really clung to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think she did anything wrong. I just think that again, going back to what you said, I don't want to blame anybody. No. Yeah, my mom's like, my mom worried. I'd be like I'd be like 
a, a Jewish mother, a yeah. typical Jewish mother. Yeah. So worrying on you, what can go wrong? And I didn't always have that male figure around to say, you know, leave him alone, let him be, or, you know, my, but even my dad, my dad was around, my parents were divorced, and my dad, like, he got a lot of girls. He was always dating, always right. hooking up with chicks. So even that, though, when I hear your male figure, and these are, these are Greek gods when we're children, mm-hmm. these are larger-than-life people, so you have a worrying mother... And yes. even if you did have kind of like a vaginally successful father, yes, uh, I did. if he wasn't, and again, I'm right there with you. I, I, I'm defending your own father. I'm saying I don't want to blame your dad. But if you felt like a, a lack of, of paternal guidance, that's okay. This, these are such delicate things. I don't think I had sibling guidance. I needed, like, you know the big brothers of America? Yeah, you could have used them. I think I could have had like a big... A, a, my dad did great. My dad was around. My dad went to my baseball games. My dad was involved in my life. Yeah. But every day, like, that protection, you know, I, I think I could have used just a little, like, guidance. like Absolutely. You know, like, an older brother who went to prom or an older brother who had dated. Yeah. But I, I, I got, when I say the bully, I got picked on. And it bothered me. It stuck with me. You know, words do hurt. They do. Even to this day. That's why people, you know, even like Twitter and trolling, it's a real thing. There's yeah. real... Well, people kill themselves. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I mean, and you can be you can be feeling one way, and you go on Twitter, somebody says, you know, you suck, you're terrible. It does. It changes, yeah. Physiological... Whatever happens, you could say like, oh, it doesn't bother me. It does do something to you. If I had a squirt gun that made you feel the way you feel when someone tweets at Brody as a friend. Uh, right? No. no, I meant like if, if someone says you suck, I can't stand you. Right, right. And that just gives you the small chemical reaction inside your stomach. Yes. That makes you feel bad. If yes. I had a squirt gun that if I shot you with that yeah. and it made you feel that, Ooh. you would punch me in the dick until I stopped. You know what I mean? Like... You would be that would be an assault I'd, with I'd a weapon. I'd punch you or I'd walk away. I'd avoid or you'd you. get away from it. I'd avoid you. But that gun would be illegal. Right. That gun would be not okay to have. Like TSA would take that gun. Uh-huh. So are you saying like the internet is that like a gun or the I'm just saying that is how badly words can hurt. Yeah. And we're so fragile. That's why the scissor incident it doesn't need to be the scissor incident. When we're twelve and we're developing our sexuality, everything we need to. I'm a big believer that we need to give ourselves permission to let things be as big as they were when they happen. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, we can say, like, that happened and it doesn't matter as men. But when we were kids, we probably had a lot of feelings about, not just the scissor incident, about everything. About our mothers, about our fathers. Well, I, I think they affect me more now. They, they, You know, you hear the story about how, you know, just when you get older, you talk, you talk about your childhood and all that uh, Stuff yep. comes out. Yep. So I definitely feel, if you were to ask me, I have childhood. I have, like, I think I have my, for the most part, pre-comedy issues. Yeah. That that maybe drove me to comedy, that actually, you know, comedy came to me through those issues. Yep. In my life. That's right. And I'm here to agree with you. I didn't oh. have anything crazy happen, but... There's, there's a type of uh, 
complaining or analyzing block that people hit when they go, nothing really bad, nothing that bad happened. When I'm here to say a standard upbringing with minimal discomfort is still going to give you enough to maybe have you, like my example from before, lose an erection or feel unconfident or feel unhappy or feel sad or whatever it is. So I'm, I'm always trying to give people who were like me, who didn't have that rocky of a childhood, permission to say it wasn't that bad, but this one thing without circling it with apologies was bad. Instead of, instead of spending 45 minutes being like, and they did the best they could and everybody was great, just leave that aside. And that's what therapy is. And just saying, I didn't like it and, I, and fuck that. And I'm fucked up because of it. So you're saying it's okay for somebody who is maybe uh, like a wholesome lifestyle, maybe something... Minimal. Minimal. Yeah. That in the eyes of somebody who lives on the streets of Manhattan, what are you talking about? You can always say, I cried when I had no shoes till I met the man with no feet. But fuck that, I lost my shoes. You know what I mean? That's my experience. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. I'm not here to say that's the worst thing. I'm not here to say that... Um, like my, my father worked a lot, so he, he was gone a lot. That doesn't, that's nothing compared to the dad that beats you or, or, or the dad that screams at you or whatever it is. But that was my experience. And it took a lot of, it took a lot of therapy for me to eventually stop apologizing. Literally, it would take me 20 minutes to tell a simple story about my, my father being at work a lot because I'd have to spend those 20 minutes going, he was providing, he was loving me in his way. I never had to worry about food or, or right, rent, you know what I mean? Right. That's all true. Yes. But let's take all of that and put it in a trunk where we don't need it, just for five minutes, okay. and say, I would have liked it if, if, uh, if Pops was around on that day, or whatever it was. I'm not even thinking of a real experience. But, you know, it's okay to say things were bad, even if they weren't, quote-unquote, that bad. bad. Boom. Boom. I agree. I agree. But can some people toughen up? Like, you can do it. Like, you you know, some people need to be like, it's in you. Like, I was taught at Arizona State baseball, words matter, positive visualization. Yeah. You know, they would threaten us with running. You know, I, I, I hate it. I don't, I won't say it now. I, I don't like, didn't like, I wasn't good at it, running. Running. But we had no choice. You want to be on the team, you have to run, especially when you're pitchers. And we would run and... We'd have to run like a couple, three miles, and they would say, they would the name for these runs, like you're going to run to Mill Avenue or Priest. Or oh, Harvey. I remember you, when you did the one-on-one, you told me about that. Yeah, this. so I would like name them, you know, and like make the running fun. Like, I love running, yes, you got, so made it fun Believe, because yes. you, 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 that was my own thing about, you know, breaking that down, the, being scared of running or scared of the time miles. Right. It's like... Made it positive. It's visual. Yeah, you go we, like thrill on mill. Mill stuff. thrill. Yeah, yeah. Mill. Party, priest feast. You're talking to a guy, me, who has done that his whole life. Oh, good. I swear to God, I was just talking to my girlfriend today about the narratives, positive narratives that I will apply to things. Because I realize when certain things happen, you, you do play a part in it. You don't know the motives of everybody mm-hmm. or the minds of everybody. So at a certain point, I, I happen to be genetically predisposed to doing stuff like this. I really am. It's just in my DNA. If something happens and it favors me slightly to look at it like... I remember when I was a kid, I'd say something and no one would, uh, no one would say anything nice about it. Mm-hmm. Like I'd say something that I thought was smart right. or funny and no one would respond. And I remember telling myself, I was like... I'm getting too smart and funny, and they don't want me to get cocky. 
Like that, that is what I think what, that's mill thrill right there is I'm, I'm experiencing a little bit of pain and then I would add a convenient narrative to it. I am right there with you. I don't think we should be crippled by our past. I think it's helpful. I do it all the fucking time with my divorce, with my family, with my upbringing. I'm always adding a little bit of, look, I don't know all the factors, so I might as well think it was this instead of that because it, it helps my heart. And yeah. I don't, and yeah, a lot of stress. and a lot of people go the the darker way, the stressful way. I'm not saying that. I am saying at a certain point, if it's beneficial, we can go around and kind of tweak the valve and let just a little bit of the of the old gas out. Smell it. I'm not talking about farts. I'm talking about like home heating mm-hmm. gas. Smell it and talk about it and be like, that's not rose water. That's gas, and I didn't like it. If that helps you, and I think it does help. I think it helps to. Green light your feelings to let things out. Open the windows in the house. And it sounds very much like you're doing that. At the same time, I'm also a big believer in Mill Thrill. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's both. Yeah. I mean, it was just like words matter. You couldn't say, like, don't strike out. It was all, I mean, it's just simple stuff. Right. Getting on base and, you know, always positive. That's positive, right. Positive, positive. And we would have the with psychological training. We were in Arizona State. We had access to all the major league coaches and uh, the therapists they were all in for spring training right so we would have uh, do visualization I, I couldn't do it I wasn't good at it back then but I, I learned about positive and when I started doing comedy the up in Seattle I met I met people who weren't jocks they were they were artists there yeah so they were supportive so I brought like positive jock. With a supportive artist. Yeah. And that was kind of the angle I went with. And then when I got to start doing warm-up after six years of into comedy, I had groups every day. A lot of times sports teams, so I can keep, you know, football teams. Right. I had about 60 people every day with the psych- psychology of positive energy. It's always like when you put that energy out, good things would happen on the show. When there's bad energy, you know, light goes out, they flub the line. Right. So I just, I, and, I, and you know what? It works. It does work. So people go, what are you talking about? On a, I can tell you on a basic cable TV show, there is a formula. I can't tell you like how to buy a house in the hills. That's the other thing. I can tell you how to be a popular, respected comedian. Right. I know comedians like me, and I can tell you how to be a good basic cable warm-up. But now I'm at the point, this going off in another direction, but I feel like, you know, I would like to get a house somewhere or a condo or a Prius. You know, I talk all this game and it's kind of funny and makes sense, but I need to kind of like do the next thing. You know, take take all this knowledge that I have and it is America. Right. Take all your kind of, you really are a positive energy uh, master. Even though I'm, I'm, I'm hard on myself, of it, of course, you know. I know that. And that, and not to force the scissor thing, but I wanted to make sure... Back to scissors. <laughs> back to forcing with scissors. Is that I don't... I want to make sure that we're not just... We're not just applying positive energy to something that might have been negative. Or even if you want to do that, and I'm not, I'm not oh, saying... Oh, good. You I like how you're bringing it back. <laughs> if people who are listening don't want to do that, it's it just... I think we've made that point. Right. We, we get it. But I, I think you're there, man. You're talking to somebody every day. I finish my meditating with like a little bit of visualization on just basic things that I'd like to see happen in the day. If you go and hang out with your friends yeah, and just have an intention, 
Yeah. The power of that is crazy. And that's a lot of what you do. You go like, let's have a good show. People used to make fun of me because I'd be like, let's write a great sketch. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It's either going to be great or not. No. When P.T. Anderson sat down to write Magnolia, he said, I want to write a great movie. He didn't know anything what it was about. He just knew he wanted to write a great movie. And what street do I live on? Magnolia. Is that true? You got it. Yes. I could talk forever, but because it's a two, it's an hour and a half, and, and we've been okay. talking for, I don't know how long we've been talking. You like how I try to stretch it in another topic? No, it's great. You brought it back to scissors, like, with a rubber band. I wasn't even trying to keep it just on that. That's just on my mind. Oh, I, I, you know what? I appreciate that. Uh, whatever you ask me to do. Yeah. You're funny. You're a good guy. I'm here for you. Thank you, Stephen Brady. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm being fully honest. Yeah. No, I can't, it wasn't even I don't believe you. It's I wanted to have a one-on-one where you could where you could speak candidly and, and hear just the one thing I wanted to say. Why don't we get the two girls in here who did it to me? <laughs> I wanted to ask if you were still in touch with them. No, I remember one girl. Oh, I remember both of them. Uh, Sherry and Carrie. Sherry and Carrie. Yeah. See, that alone is enough to traumatize me. Rhyming names. <laughs> Sherry Carey. <laughs> that would be scary to me. You know, it, uh... I think I had my first hand job when I was 21. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I was like, I, I was a big believer that if you're going to have, if you're going to do something, you might as well do everything. And if you're going to do everything, you should marry the person. So yeah. I, the first time my now ex-wife went down on me, instead of thinking like, you did it, Holmes. Yeah. You got a girl to put her mouth on your penis. All I thought was, or maybe a June wedding. Like, oh. <laughs> so I maybe, I maybe could have used some Arizona State mill thrill. No, when I really liked a girl, I, I didn't think about her like you want to sexually. Yeah, you were attracted. Yeah, I would like to meet girls that I was attracted to. I could see like. But if I was really attracted to a girl I liked her, you're not trying to have sex with her on the first or second night. You're right. just trying to, like... Uh... Anybody now? No, but I'll I don't want to sound you. like your but family. I'll tell you. But I'll Are tell you, you seeing somebody, Brody? No. I honestly feel that I'm getting closer to putting that energy out again, like... Flirting. Yeah. Like, like being more... Isn't it funny how it starts with... I completely agree. It starts with the choice to be like, I think I'm ready to kind of get that engine spinning again because pe- people can pick it up I bet you're starting to make that pheromone well I, I think you, I, I, I am and I also think it has to do with it is it is work related it is career knowing that I got I got something going I can like get it going a little bit I can breathe I'm not saying again uh, uh, oh I'm completely busted through but I feel like I can breathe, and maybe like a year I can breathe. I just felt like this last year I really had to like go for it, get out on the road, oh, yeah. do as much as I can. I haven't podcasted, but get out there. Yeah. And then I feel like this year I'm going to go hard again, but I feel it does feel good like when you do comedy a long time to be able to walk into any club and have the, everyone there treat you well. Yep. Because I remember, again, I remember what it was like before. Me too. So, I do appreciate it when I get to park at the comedy store. I do appreciate it when, you know, Eddie's nice to me, the bartender. Or your name's the, on the marquee. Or your yeah. name's on the yeah. marquee. Mm-hmm. So, it's not like... 
I don't appreciate it, and I, I do. Because I remember the times when I was scared. Believe me. That's what motivates me to go out sometimes. I'm like, are you telling me tonight we could go to the improv? Maybe it's slow. Maybe they'll even let us go up. But it, they'll at least let you in and watch and hang out. And I don't do this? Like, yeah. 20, whatever, 30-something-year-old Pete thinks that's preposterous. He would have He would have broken 35-year-old Pete knows for that opportunity. To go there? Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Just to have what you're saying, which is access. That's one of that's one of the big things that I like in my life, access. Access and you get to be yourself. Yeah. Again, you just remember, but that's, you know, anywhere, but it's just, it's kind of great, like comedy, it's just the more you do it, it's like a, not a... It's a meritocracy. You just keep getting... You get better. You get better. You get better. You get better. Keep at it. It's one of the few things that it's like... Keep at it. You're, it's inevitable you'll get better. You're going to get better. And I enjoy it. I never... I've never had, like... Look, I always look forward to performing. It's never like, oh, i got to go perform. Right. It's like, I would say 95% of the time, maybe 96, you're excited yeah. to go on. Yeah. So that's what keeps me going. I like doing it. and But I also feel like in the next... Yeah, girls are picking up on it. They're, they're, you know, they like a guy who's working. I'm not saying I want a girl who's like in me because, oh, you did something on TV. But they like that. Yeah. Why not? Brody, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to feel bad if a girl likes me because I bumped a couple things. You worked hard to do that, and it's okay. (laughs) That's what I'd like. Yeah. I, I, I do want a girlfriend. Yeah, and I, I feel like I'm getting closer to that. Happen. I've had girlfriends before. I've gone sure. out with girls, but like you know, this chapter of my life. Yeah, I need it. I need that companionship. I need yeah. the help. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, I think I've told you this before. Come on, you're good looking, funny, <laughs> good looking, funny, talented man. I, I'm getting. Yeah, the avatars are better looking now. <laughs> On Twitter, the av- they're called avatars. Right? Yeah, they are. Okay. Yeah, and and we live in a world where you have access to literally everybody because of Twitter and, and Facebook and everything. And you're, I'm not even doing an impression of you. You're out there. You're, out there. You're meeting people. It's like you're not a hermit. You're, it's, it's bound to happen. I'm excited to see uh, who gets to have you. How do you like that? I, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> That's like She's saying, out there somewhere. don't strike out. I'm saying someone gets to date you. Yeah. Boom. Somebody gets to. Steven. Steven. Brody. Brody. Steven. So we did it, right? I think we're good. I mean, you feel good? I, I wanna... feel good. Sometimes, you know, my brain is like, been fr- I don't know if I'm like from pot or just I find sometimes that, my brain like I, I'm, I'm my memory's not as good I, I'm losing place like after talking for 20 seconds I go what was I just talking about I feel like here's one of the things that I, I've just started to put together is that like when I'm if I smoked pot last night and I had a mental lapse like that yeah I would go it's the pot but then often I won't smoke pot and it'll happen. It still happens. And you're like, what? what? I happen to believe that pot has that effect on me 20 times more than yeah. what normal people have. So I, I tend to steer away from it if I have anything to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I have a lot of shows this week. And I was like, I can't. Even though over the holidays, you know, you want to you wanna smoke pot and watch like fucking Scrooge or whatever. Right. But I'm with you. But I also happen to notice that there is no big thing. 
Sometimes you drink coffee and you're in the best mood of your life and you're like, it was the coffee. Next day you have coffee and you're not. It wasn't the coffee. It was a million things. And it's not the pot. It could be fatigue, stress, you know what I mean? Food. It's a billion. It could just be, talk about what you like to talk about. It could just be, I don't think it is, the energy of this little office. You know what I mean? We're in the office. We're not at Meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So I, I, I'm with you. I'm just that same way. But it's often, it's often nothing or it's often one of a billion things. It is, right? You know, it's just when you're doing comedy... You know, you don't know. Sometimes you just think, so, you know, not to stay on, you know, I, I take medic. I mentioned it earlier, like yeah. Lexapro. Sometimes I go, oh, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 it's going to be a nerve, could be nervous. Even though you're taking a pill, even though you're taking like a, a clonopin, anti-anxiety, a little, yeah. mm-hmm. you still get anxious. That's right. They're not, these are not foolproof. It's not a switch. It's not a switch. Yeah. But, but there are, you know, definitely performing, you you see, like, craft services. Now you know why when you're a performer. You you have to have that food. Yeah, that's right. I, I used to feel bad about my rider. I've said this many times, but I was like, no, I need to have... It's just... It's not fancy. It's like apples. Just give me some something to put blood and uh, sugar in my blood. I can't do audience warm-up on an empty stomach. I've done... A, it's terrible. It's just like... I prefer good. not having had an orgasm too, too recently. I like having a loaded gun. Really? Yeah. Like a boxer. So you'd be more, uh, you'll have more... I did warm up at The Daily Show, right? And oh, I, I was hor- I was like blackout horny. All I could think about was sex. Then I did the show. It was fantastic. And afterwards, I wasn't horny at all. Oh. And it's because that energy got, it, it got used in that way. Oh. And I killed him. It was all, it's, I did not what you did, but I do it the way you do it, which it's, it's interactive. I don't just do my act. Right. And I, I realized, I was like, it's all energy. So I'd like to have food. Oh. I'd like to have my nuts, you know, ready to go. I'd like to have a good night's rest, to be honest. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, of course. I'm right there with you. Well, I need my seven, eight hour. I, I usually do not. I mean, sometimes I will before, at home before. I don't have I don't have a routine like, oh, I need to do this before. Yeah, or oh, and also I need to not have it be a routine. I'm right there with you. All of those things are ideal, but if I want to jerk it real, 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 real bad, I'm going to jerk it. And if I want to skip a meal or if I want to do it on three hours of sleep... That is the big thing, is to green light whatever it is you can. you're doing. You go like, I can do it. It goes back to mill thrill. The human I can do it. That's strong. Right. Strong. Brody. Dealing with adversity. I love it. Well, thank you for doing it. Thank you for coming uh, to me to do it. I really appreciate it. And, My pleasure. Yeah. And thank you for doing the live episode. It took a while to come out, but here it is. It's going to come out tomorrow. So it's I, coming out tomorrow. I will tweet you. And, and, and this and is pretty good here? You're happy with this? I, I love this. And I think doing a live one to a one-on-one is going to be uh, a new thing. I've never heard of that. A live... Uh, you, uh, we play the live one, then this. Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't, right? I think it's going to... It's not why I did it, but I think it's going to draw attention. Even the name of it will be like... Live in Toronto plus bonus one oh one with like after chat with Bro. Okay. Cool, right? I like it. Would you say keep it crispy to to end it? That's just what we do. Crispy's good. <laughs> Should we keep I, it? Yeah, yeah, I know I like it. I mean do you edit this at all? Do you edit anything? You oh no no. <laughs> I mentioned what are you saying? I said should we keep it crispy. We don't edit it. Oh yeah. I just want you to say the words keep it crispy. Oh don't oh yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> keep it crispy. <laughs> You know, we do Rice Krispies, <laughs> Bacon Krispies. <laughs>
<laughs> that was maybe the best Keep It Crispy of all time. Really? I loved it. I yeah. remember that's your thing. And you already did it on the live one. Oh, I did. Yeah, so that's your second one for today. Thanks so much, Brody. I really appreciate it. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 